0: So go, we got a little thank you to give for uh, uh, one Mark Borger who donated during the show.
1: Oh, you don't say.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. I feel like he uh, he deserves a beer.
1: Oh, well, that seems fair. Is uh, Nino still with us? Uh, let me check and see. Hold Jesus. on. I, I think he might be ready for his second shower Sh- of the day myself. after that uh, after that beer made its way across <laughs> the room. Hold on. Hello? <laughs> who, who's this going out to? Mark Borger. Well, all right then. Hey there, Borger! Thanks, Mark.
2: <laughs> Action. Don't laugh! This ain't reality TV! <laughs> <laughs> I take this it. hat! It's stunk! That
0: boy's Can we get serious now? It's the Fortress Film Society on The Chad Duke Show.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're doing it. We're doing it. It's the Fortress Film Society. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Oh, uh, tube's got oh. a lot more energy than he did a little bit ago. Fired up. And three beers, three tacos and a slice. He's fucking <laughs> Rearing to go. What hangover? Are you back to the Are oh, you back to the heart. Seven o'clock at night. That's that's normal, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. We hung over at seven PM. Yeah. Yep. It's healthy. Good for you. This ain't the room to look for help in. <laughs> I am shoot. This is the Fortress Film Society. We are broadcasting live from the Fortress of Solitude presented by Monk's Barbecue, Percival, Virginia. Monk's on the farm, out at Flying Ace Farm. We'll get you rum barrel, American Ace. It is delish. May I say this to start the show? Mm-hmm. Of course I may. Is that thing on? It has to be. You're playing
0: the music. It's very low. I'm playing the music? Really? How'd that work?
3: Yeah, I guess I was playing the music. <laughs> Let me just go ahead and hit the button again. If you are to go right now to ChadDukesShow.com and you are to click the shop tab, the link is live for the Dukes of Thunder t-shirts. Nice. It also comes with a QR code on the back that you will scan. And it will take you to Dukes of Thunder, the one off podcast for Days of Thunder. Very, very excited. Shirt looks great. It's first time we've tried this, getting good feedback on the concept. So, announcing that now, um, I believe there are 100 left. I, somehow we've already sold half the fucking allotment of them before I even posted a fucking link. Smart. Is, God bless you guys. You know, there's not a lot of you, but you're passionate. Um, <laughs> Really, really appreciate it. Uh, the Tube and I just recorded the fucking show. Jimmy, of course, sabotaged it, but I still think it turned out really, really good. I think you'll like it. Um, Jimmy, the chat is saying there's no audio coming through on Facebook, which does not shock me in the least. I'm oh, sure we'll get to Oh, the dear. Of it. Oh, dearie, Dean. He's doing the bit where are going, well, <laughs> I thought that was a good episode that we did. It's on, a great episode. Days of Thunder. Oh. Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder, by the way, Goat, is what I believe that we came to uh, the conclusion to uh, propose it should be the name of the sequel. Okay. So yes. instead of Days of Thunder 2, Days of Thunder. Or like yeah. more Days of Thunder. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe it's Top Gun Maverick. It would be Days of Thunder, semicolon Days of Thunder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is great. Um, oh, he's taking us down. Oh, no. Oh. Let me introduce oh. Loud Goat and
1: the master of Yeath. <laughs> just in time know. to get taken down yeah sorry no apologize. it's it's fine it's fine I'd like to go back and amend my score for days of thunder um to uh uh two no um <laughs> I just want to live up to the bit at this point point. one of the no.
3: segments that we did was why doesn't Goat like days of thunder as much as we do because I was perplexed by it
1: well yeah. I think I think the qualifier there is as much as you do okay I, all right. I, I, I like to that you've at least added that to the question because it's not that I didn't like the movie; I just didn't like it as much as you guys do.
4: I know.
3: I just don't know how that's yeah. possible because you and I enjoy movies, and Tuber doesn't watch them for that
4: reason. That's why I was so perplexed. I thought <laughs> it was a little weird when you like attacked its you know family, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I go to it. Yeah. Well, as we've learned yeah, the past
1: couple of weeks, I clearly take things too far. Um, <laughs> but it is good to see
3: you, Goat. Thank you for making time today.
1: Of course, it's always nice to talk about movies here at the
3: fortress. And you are on your way out to not CES. What's the name of no? It? It's uh,
1: Evo, Evo, baby! Yeah. Fighting games. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, a crazy time, and it's actually going to be relaxing compared to. I believe I mentioned this before the show. There's nothing quite as as quote unquote relaxing as the last few days of work before a vacation. Oh, it's the worst. It's really weird. Like it's just yeah. how it's like. Hey, I'm leaving in like two weeks. It's like okay, and then three days before, it's like hey, you know that week and a half of work that we need somebody else to do well sorry now you gotta do it yeah, before it's like, you leave
3: enjoy your time away they they pretend like they don't resent when you go on vacation <laughs> but they
1: they absolutely do
3: and then it's of course then you're also preparing for a long trip and so it's like
1: yeah i was like work. i need a day off to get ready for my day off well why not discuss movies for two hours with hey friends. this <laughs> is this is the kind of preparing i need are very good uh
3: that screen looks as dark as my soul. Uh, the tube is over here as well. Hello, tube. Oh,
4: sorry I'm a little sluggish. I just got dug out of a concrete pillar uh, in Atlantic <laughs> City. They found my body in there. They had to take a pickaxe. Sure. Uh, so I'm, sure, I'm just, you know, I'm waking up after that long nap.
3: Um, what was the uh, the bit where... Um, shit, I forgot. Now I'm complaining all the shows that I've done. I did a UFO show earlier that I was about to make a reference to. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with anything <laughs> that we're doing right now. Um... Good to see you, too. Thank you for coming in early to do the uh, Days of Thunder show. Jimmy, what is the uh, verdict here, brother? Should we just assume to, that we're going to go without? No, no, no. It's coming up. It's coming up. Yep. It's my favorite Wings song. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm coming <laughs> up. I like that, I like that one. Uh, turn around and look at that screen there, Goat. Does that look like it's coming up to you? Aha! Oh, As if go. by magic. But no chat. It's <laughs> just Oh, <laughs> I'm the only one that doesn't work. Yeah.
4: Yeah, oh. Jester knows what people are watching yeah. for. Yeah, it's tube and goat. Well, I'll tell you what, I certainly haven't been put in my place enough yeah. recently. Bunch of Skinner fans in the chat tonight. Oh, my God. That's what we're looking at.
3: <laughs> oh, this is a lot Thank of fun. Thank you for your donations. <laughs> oh, I swear to God, he'd fuck. Oh, I wouldn't worry about that. Those days done come and went, brother.
4: Oh, fuck. I'm going to get drunk tonight.
3: Oh, yeah, that should be at least mentioned. The tube, uh, for some reason, is abstained from... Um, Alcohol and uh, starchy foods for the past month, and I guess that comes to a conclusion tonight. It's all fucking over. Man. It's all fucking <laughs> over. Imagine what
4: that toilet's gonna look like in about six <laughs> oh, hours. Oh. Oh.
1: Was it, was there a reason, or was it just just things sh- had gone too far just, and you needed dry yeah, July? Yeah, just
4: trying to trying to live a little longer, you know? Okay, trying to do uh, better. June, you know, June was uh, as you guys know, it was like it was birthday month, so there was birthday like, month, yeah, <laughs>
3: that is a millennial statement, yeah. Well. I'm Gen very- Z statement's going to be a birthday
4: quarter. I like it. I like having parties. So. I understand. Uh, you know, there's a lot of drinking and, and eating and drinking, mostly drinking. Um, so it was time to uh, just take a little break. I apologize to the listeners of the Fortress Film Society for my last two sober programs. Uh, no listener feedback, but my, my co-host Chad Dukes is very upset. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't say a fucking word. So, I was upset that you didn't drink, this because I know it's ha- you're happier when so you do. So we're back. No one bring up Zack Snyder tonight, or we're gonna have problems. Tonight is is Dottie's time to drop the hammer. I'm dropping the hammer. No, you're not. Man, you're gonna hear that all, <laughs> You're gonna hear that more than once during uh, the. Uh, I do show. have great news. I absolutely fucking loved. One of the movies that we're talking oh, about. Oh, very uh, interesting. Like potentially a, a new, a new favorite in the rotation. Uh, wow, from, from one Shit. of tonight's part of tonight's lineup. So well, that's excited, exciting. Excited about that
1: one. I can hear it in your voice. Yeah, I can. as we're well. We're getting
3: there. We're um, getting there. Um, Jimmy, I just want to. I'll stop asking after this. But what, uh, what's the ETA? Do you think? Uh, we just went live. Okay, so we're on right now. We're on right now. I just I handle myself a little differently <laughs> if I know we're streaming on the camera. Yeah. So <laughs> say things maybe that I normally wouldn't. You know how that goes. I've said things before that have had repercussions in my life. Just a couple
4: yeah. It's like Madison Square Garden in here tonight, by the way. Yeah, I tell
3: you, I, I pitched a hissy fit about no one come up to the studio. We had like 10 people up here last night, and there's four people. <laughs> three, four, three? Three. Three. people up here tonight that don't hate our guts.
4: I mean, that's that's that's
3: crazy. Brought tacos, all types of fun stuff. Peak says... So tonight, uh, thank you to everybody that has rejoined us uh, on uh, Facebook. Thank you for your patience. Apologize if you would like to watch us on Facebook. You can go to Click the subscriber hub. We stream Tuesday and Wednesday night's episodes. I demand you sons of bitches, donate 50 stars. And if you don't, you're dead to me. We will be discussing Snake Eyes, Sisu, 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 yes. and The Big Sleep which is a Humphrey Bogart movie um, and that's about as wide of a spray as you can possibly Absolutely. have <laughs> yeah
4: spanning nearly 100 years
3: I remember we did one movie where I think we discussed four car
1: movies on
3: the same episode. That was a good show. It was a great show, but it was certainly, we were in the
1: pocket. Very thematic, yes.
3: Yeah, but uh, Goats, technically, this is uh, a goat pick because he picked the movie that we were supposed to watch. Everything else just kind of happened, so please, goat, start us off.
1: Indeed, I was fortunate enough to have my turn come up when Sisu 2022 slash 2023, depending on what part of the world you live in, the uh, movie came out to finally hit on demand at a reasonable price mm. for, for home viewing, at least for film society price level viewing. Under $10. Yes. The uh, the quick plot synopsis is when an ex-soldier discovers gold in the Lapland wilderness, tries to take the loot into the city. Nazi soldiers led by a brutal SS officer battle him. That is a very, very vague and not exactly descriptive uh, way of summing up the movie, but I guess no. it does hit the points. Um this movie at times I would say I'm just gonna say it is batshit crazy. Right. Um in other spots it's kind of somber and reflective, and the juxtaposition of those two moods is intriguing to say the least. It's a tight ninety minutes or so. I think it's like one thirty-two or something along just those lines. It. Um it moved quickly, uh, from my experience. And um up until I think the last act was still almost sort of kind of believable. There's one scene I would
3: question, but I understand what you're saying as opposed to how this movie ends.
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs> if, you're, if you're looking at it in the, I guess, the John Wick lens, yes. you're like, well, this,
4: all right, sure, if these two movies exist in the same universe, I can see all of this happening. And that's happening. how this was pitched, yeah. right? Is This was John Wick with Nazis. I don't know about you guys, but like this played in front of John Wick 4. The trailer for this played in of John Wick Four, yeah. Where like I'm like, okay, I get it. Like I, I understand who they're marketing this I this actu- movie to. I
1: actually saw that when John Wick Four came out, there were some people who had done double features of Sisu and John Wick. Oh, really? Um, because they had either gotten a copy or something. There was you know people who knew people in on Instagram it's were like, like oh um, look, I've longer. watched both of these back to back, and it's like, wow. That's at least the first one is long. The second, at least this one's a, a quick hitter. Fini- this
3: movie is how long movies like this should be. Yeah, in my yeah.
4: Opinion. It, it's it, it's got that you know it, it is more or less like an exploitation movie from the '80s. Like, yeah. It, it is uh, in and out. We, you know what you're here for. We're going to be as as gross as we can be. You know, within our, our limits. I, I appreciate how like gory it is um, right off the bat. But uh, it, interesting that it's like it's a Finnish director, Finnish cast. And uh, the movie's in English. The dialogue is all. I, I actually, was,
1: I was ready for subtitles. Yeah,
4: because I, yeah. I don't think you see any dialogue more or less in the trailer, or at least the one I saw. So I thought it was going to be a subtitled movie. And uh, no, it was in English. Which I mean, smart move on their part. Like they're they're definitely trying to capitalize on the John Wick crowd. So we want this to be accessible in the United States. We're going to film it in English. Sisu a lot less uh, loquacious than John Wick, though, which is saying something considering <laughs> how little
3: John Wick says. Sure.
1: The the movie almost could have been a silent movie, with with just sort of grunts
4: and be. commands. I think oh,
3: yeah. the Nazis needed to speak
1: to
4: yeah, fucking did you, cement there. You get hits. a little bit of uh, the opening of "There Will Be Blood" in the first, oh, like, absolutely, 10 yeah, yeah, or so. yeah, 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 like the virtually silent, you know, minor or whatever. Um, I think that this movie is is pulling from a lot of different, in, in a good way, pulling from a lot of different movies where like I think it's laced with Tarantino type stuff. And, yeah, like, like sure, like, like we're doing, like, the silent bit, like, at the beginning of There Will Be Blood and everything, but, um, like, when, when he wakes up out of the, uh, when he wakes up for the fourth time after he's been knocked unconscious, uh, when, when he's in the, the burning town, right before they hang him, mm-hmm. he wakes up and the officer is, like, standing over him, and we see... The point of view shot where the officer is standing over him, like talking to him, that was like right out of I don't know, name your Quentin Tarantino movie, Sure. Yeah. Unchained, especially I think whenever so, they open the trunk. Yeah, of the we car. we saw we saw a lot of that type, like the camera looking up at a character's face. Uh, big, it, big, it, um, big Tarantino moment. Sorry, uh, Daddy. It looked good.
3: I, I really thought it, it looked really good. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah.
4: I don't know what sh-
3: cell shading. I don't. I don't know even what you would call. It, it looked like drop shadows are everywhere. Um, that, that whoever that guy is, like the the his craggy kind of, like, the lines in his face and, like, the hair. It just it was a very – it looked sharp, like the fucking big, heavy tank. And, like, I thought they did when there was explosions and gunshots and things like that. It sounded big. Um, A lot of those details, I thought, checked a lot of boxes. I'm going to start by saying I really felt misled by this movie. Um, It wasn't John Wick. It was – it's Saw. It's a torture porn movie where I thought that a lot of what was happening – there was tiny little bursts of violence every Mm – 35 minutes but most of it is just this all these hardships this guy goes through which you know i think a lot of people would enjoy i, I really didn't i didn't li- i don't like when there's a dog and i'm just sitting there on the edge of my fucking seat waiting for the dog to get
4: blown up and i was d- worried about that especially the, the dog kind of looks like my dog yeah too, so i was too. like i was really not okay for yeah, I, a little I don't while. like that i and, think yeah. that's
1: cheap and especially after they had basically uh, broken the seal by exploding the, the horse. The horse dies immediately. Very early yeah. in the movie, I was like, oh, animals are not off limits, <laughs> no. so this could be...
3: Also, I, I, he has superpowers. Yeah. How, how else could you explain? I mean, I know we had the little thing at the beginning where it's like, this is known in all of Finland or whatever the fuck, but I'm like... <laughs> right. You, you shot him how many times? You hung him. The the uh, spoiler alert: he crashes in a fucking plane and get, and walks <laughs> away from that, it.
4: Yeah. So I will say the the biggest you know, raised eyebrows moment for me was when he's in the lake or the river or whatever. Yeah. And he pops up. he kind of like, you know, like uh, Great Pumpkins, his head out of <laughs> the river. Shot, he gets shot <laughs> and in the he, head. He, yeah, it looks like he gets hit in the fucking head, but then, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's okay. No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I did like that the other parts of that moment, though, where, like, the, the whole underwater when, like, the soldiers are also going underwater, and he's like, swimming up at them and he seems like he like cuts someone's throat and then and blows it, into it to like no, send. Now the no, in. now he sucks the, takes, air, it takes it takes the air out the oh, air. Yeah. He yeah. Yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. which
3: i thought was kind of an interesting
1: gimmick it, was, it really was yeah, it was pretty wild so, and, it was gross but again just to back up the the visual aspect of this movie it looks incredible those it underwater did. sequences yeah. looked beautiful I actually my I made a note is like this is the most art, artistic and aesthetically pleasing revenge gore destruction movie that's ever been made like because the subject matter and the vistas like the landscapes yeah. and just the wide shots of the of the area are just so beautiful and then you know knife through the head Straight through the side of the head five God. minutes in, and you're just like, "Oh, it's this kind of party."
4: And, and I, I think that's like, I think that's the director realizing, like, I'm making this movie that's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a wide release in the United States. His first movie that's doing that. I want to show off like my country, like I want to show off Finland and like how beautiful it can be, and like really like take advantage of like shooting landscapes and stuff. Also, like a big part of. I don't know. Once again, like that's that's a Quentin Tarantino thing. He loves landscapes because he loves that shit in like Western movies and stuff yeah. like that. I think that there's a lot of that, you know, like the uh, the spaghetti Western influence in something like this. You know, more of like the hyper violent like Sergio Leone movies that are coming out in like the seventies and onwards.
3: The 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 thing about the, his quest and I thought that was the most interesting and there's, there's three different, I I thought the the fact that he just can't die at one point felt like a cop out, but that was the very end of the movie. Mm -hmm. The scene where he's in the middle of the minefield and the tank rolls up on him. You're like, well, he's, He's fucking dead. He's just
1: screwed. Yeah,
3: yeah. But they they figured out a way to get out of it. I was like, that's pretty interesting because everything's so flat, and that really came into it where it's like, well, you can't hide from anybody anywhere because everything's (laughs) so goddamn flat. And I feel like they won up themselves in the water where there's like a guy the sharpshooter and there's a boat. It's like, well, what what's he gonna? There's no, he can't get out of this. He can't hold his breath forever. And they they figured out a way as improbable as it was, where it kind of made sense. You know. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Movie making.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, I, I think whenever you have someone who's quote unquote indestructible in a movie like that, you will watch it and go like, well, why do not they just shoot him? Right. But wait, why are they they're all standing there with guns? Why didn't somebody far away just shoot them? Well, they did in this movie yeah, yeah. and it turned out that wasn't enough. So I was like they they made that work in universe.
4: I will say the the 50 cal against the Captain America type shield <laughs> was a you little mean, You mean the the vibranium uh, sil- sifting pan. I was like, through. "Hang on a second. Uh, there's a lot of this where you're like, "All right, I got to stop thinking before this ruins because it was movie. a really yeah. cool shot with all yeah. the sparks
1: and the deflections that was yeah. really neat
4: i mean i think it's like you know this this movie would be that exploitation type like late 70s early 80s you know genre movie but it's made now so like it's got that like clean camera look to it and i think that's maybe where it's hurt where like you see movies like uh I don't know, like like fucking like hobo with a shotgun or something like that. that where was pretty it's, ridiculous. But like, but yeah. like where it's or like machete or machete, where it's like it's it's got that like purposeful like like grit to it, the grain. Sure. I feel like if Sisu had that grain to it, it would be easier for the audience to buy into it immediately. And and I I still enjoyed this movie, but I think that that would help it a little bit. Where like I'm not sure how rooted in realism this movie is is until. Not then very. we start seeing, yeah, exactly. He's holding up the sifting pan where, like, a fifty cal gun is shooting at him. <laughs> he chucks his pickaxe into the base of a plane and then flies off with it, like, you know, like, like he's Tom Cruise.
1: That yeah. was it, that was the one where I went, oh, okay.
4: The, the
3: part how would he physically swing with enough torque? I know this is ridiculous because
1: none of it's possible, (laughs) but
3: then also he makes a tiny little hole. I'm like, how is he going to now rip that hole open and get into the plane?
1: It's an old plane, the metal's weak. So he can do that,
3: but then that one Nazi can just kick the shit out of him? Because that's another part that I was like, Everything this guy's been through, all these hardships, and this fucking jamoke is going to kick his ass? (laughs) Yeah, with a cargo
1: cable. He's just going to sit there and whip him into oblivion. Yeah, yeah.
3: I, um... I did like uh, the gimmick of you're going to, I, as soon as I saw the bomb when he was laying next to it and it was, it said the hammer and sickle on it, I was like, well, he's fucking, <laughs> you know, he's Dr. Strangelove. And, yeah,
4: and that's when it becomes like, it's like a cartoon at that point. Yeah. Right. Where, where, yeah, he goes down with the bomb and, and that's really where I think it solidifies like, okay, this is the type of movie that I'm watching. Cause I do feel like it goes back and forth. Most of the movie of like, is this kind of a John wick, like serious undertones and like, we can believe that this would happen one way or another. Versus or is there a wink to the yeah, audience? Ver, ver, yeah, we're, 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 yeah, we have the the strange love shot of the overhead, the yeah. bomb falling, and the guys being dragged. Fuck down you! <laughs> that, that was a nice. Time. Yeah, I mean, but like, I I I had a really good time with that once, and and it's a little late once you realize, oh, this is this type of movie finally, but. It it there is a payoff, I think. I mean, I I got uh, a big big dummy grin when that happened.
3: I guess the, pr- the major problem I had was there's about 20 Nazis, in John Wick there are 700 people, and yeah. I know this is gonna <laughs> sound stupid, but in John Wick they have bulletproof suits, and that is set up that that is something in this in, fucking again, universe. In universe, yeah. So when John Wick gets shot 700 times, you're like he's got a bulletproof suit, there is none of that in this movie. So I, I like to try to get around. It's it's like you guys didn't like Equilibrium as much. As I did, but at equilibrium they had to figure out a way where Christian Bale can bend around like fucking Neo, but right. they're not in the Matrix, and so they had to come up with their own bullshit. I felt like they're just like nah, fuck it, he's, he's Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's he's That's imbued fair. he's imbued
1: with the Finnish spirit of never giving up. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
3: it's not offensive. I uh, I wanted more killing, honestly. If you're gonna build it as John Wick kills seven million people every fucking movie, um, I wanted more of that. He didn't seem. He didn't seem all that capable to me outside of that first group of kills where he stabs the guy and he's maneuvering himself around the rest of it. He just gets the shit kicked out of him and hung and shit happens and then he's okay and then shit happens and he's okay. Yeah, He wasn't as much of a badass as I wanted him to be. And that moment's kind of interesting with the pickaxe. They do ruin that in the trailer, by the way, and that's the end of the fucking movie. Um, so I don't know. I, disappointed is not the right word to describe it, but underwhelmed maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I expect. I can I, see that. I love old man strength too. It's one of my favorite things. I love fucking an old dude
1: whipping everybody's ass. Yeah. And
3: I just felt like he was like, I can. T- it's like Rocky. Like, all right, Apollo, you're. I'm, I cannot box you, but you're not going to knock me out. Right.
1: I'm. I'm made of sterner stuff. Yeah. So I'll be and the I'll hanging here. scene was gross. The, the him putting the fucking
3: rivet in his leg and just hanging there. That and, was brutal. You know. It was.
1: Yeah. That I. I was enthralled by that entire sequence though it was that was probably that whole sequence was probably the one that kept me glued to the screen the most because i was like well how does he get out of this and and everything that worked i was very much in tune and then it went back to cartoony
3: did you guys like the the fucking marvels fighting their way through the battlefield and end game scene where all the the chicks get all the machine guns to kill everybody <laughs> you guys like that Mark? well i mean
4: I just it made sense right it was fine, I, they were, they I, I thought prisoners. that at the
3: end though when he's like driving away from that dude and there's like that just slow motion shot of them walking
4: across the... all right bro it's <laughs> fine um i mean i think a lot of those movies like of, of the movies that this is like imitating it like from the 80s or whatever sure. um like including like the nazi exploitation stuff that was coming out in like the 70s like i think a lot of those movies have moments like that i would say
3: sin city did a moment like that yeah infinitely better than this movie well, Sin is.
4: city is a better movie than this but i think movie. they're 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 definitely like cut them cut from the same cloth the like,
1: trotting I, I upon people yeah. finally rise up and have yeah, their revenge like it, it's, sort of it's, thing it's, like, yeah.
4: it's a trope i don't think that they're trying to be profound in that moment it's like this was uh, from the from the jump when i saw them in the back of the truck i'm like. We're going to see them all with guns at some point because that's how these movies normally go. I did like that one odious guy kept calling it a truck full of bitches. I'm like, that is so disrespectful. Um, And you just know it's going to
3: set him up for him to die horribly, but I, I still laughed at it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, Kevin said this in the chat where he's sewing himself up. I've seen so many of those. It's time for me to sew myself up. Scenes. There's one. You guys seen Ronin with Robert De Niro?
4: I have not. I actually major blind spot for me. Get the f- Are you fucking C- serious? Crazy. You're like the third person that's brought up Ronin this week. That well, I just that thought I've everyone. Jimmy, you no, seen Ronin? I, I mean, I, I just feel like this is oh in the it's it's, it's, it's it's in the stars. Really? So we should watch it then. Yeah, I just wrote it. Yeah, down. I mean, the I professionals. Mean, I, in I, it, I know. I know. It's got like one of the best car chases of all. It's got about eight of the best car. Like everyone says, it's excellent. It just, I just like. Never, well, we should never put got put to right it. It. We got to watch it. I, right. I am. I'm am fucking shocked by
3: that. So Ronan, um, there's a scene where De Niro is operating on himself and he is awake. And I think that's like that's the bad, most gritty one. Of the, and at the end, he goes, you, know, you got it from here. All right. I'm
4: going to pass out. <laughs> you, you finally watched Violent Night and you really liked it, right? Yes, I, I couldn't I'm glad. believe how my, much I'm glad. My biggest problem with that movie is that we got so much of him sewing himself up. Yeah, I feel like, it. Like, like, like there was like four different moments where he's like continuing to patch himself up. And I was like, I fucking get it. dude. I don't, I don't like it uh it's it's interesting my my biggest problem with that movie like
3: if you just want i mean i already thought that dude was tough like when he's sitting there like bending a hook to sew himself (laughs) although you got to see his old man fucking cut body and i just looked down at my fat tits and i'm like what are you fucking (laughs) this guy's 60 years old he's cut out of iron
1: his roadmap of scars when they first reveal it when he's taking his little shower it's like whoa i filled up a little bit um okay So, uh, what did did you think, Jim? That's a good question. Uh, (laughs) He's just been looking at us wide eyed the entire time we've been talking, so I just wanted to make sure.
3: Also, Jim is the same color as his shirt. I just noticed that. He's completely washed out. That's (laughs) that's upsetting. (laughs) What's the matter? Are you eating
4: vegetables or what? Yeah.
3: No, not very much
0: anymore. Probably should get some in. Yeah. Jaundice is setting in. Shit. Go ahead, bud. Other than Mike Myers being British and fighting Dr. Evil, this is the perfect movie for me. I loved it from start to finish. What, what was that the first part you said? Mike Myers dressed up hey. in a oh,
3: British Jesus outfit
4: Christ. to fight Dr. Evil. God, I forgot how much you love Goldmember. <laughs> for a second, honestly, I, for a second, I thought he was talking about Inglorious Bastards. Oh, uh, yeah, he's great <laughs> right now. I actually <laughs> thought he was talking about this movie. He the was just making of
1: the be a good chap, <laughs> Lieutenant. That's
3: one of my favorite movie scenes of that whole fucking movie. If you offered me a scotch and water, then I'd drink a scotch and water. <laughs> Middle of the fucking day, the whole fate of the world in their hands are getting snookered. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, Jim. I, I love these type of fight scenes. I don't I don't mind it when somebody has to get their ass whipped and but yet find a way to come back. It was back very at. creative how he got out of situations. It made me question I feel like I feel like if I'm in a situation where it's life or death, I'm going to find a way to survive. You're saying you? Me.
1: Oh. Yes. So I'll was just i just go on record and say if I'm in a situation where it's life or death, I'm going to find a way to die.
3: Yeah, I want to make sure I'm just... clear on this because I've watched him play wiffle ball and he couldn't finish <laughs> the game. Yeah. And I watched him play flag football, and he couldn't finish. See,
1: the game. these are all frivolous <laughs> activities.
3: Right. Then I watched him chase Ant Man down the stairs, and he crippled himself, and Ant Man got
1: away. Okay. I almost killed myself. Well, yeah. So
3: I think that. It, so
1: if, a non-life-and-death situation, he'll find a way to die, unless Ant Man's yeah. evolved, or it's a but, wiffle ball game, or a, a ta- tag football.
3: Yeah. Jimmy, you have a man. You have a very healthy opinion of
1: yours. I sure as hell do. You
2: <laughs> gotta have to.
3: Excellent, brother. I'm glad to hear it. You, but you'd walk away with every nugget of that gold, huh? <laughs> of course. There's <laughs> nuggets involved. I want to change my answer. <laughs> I think Jimmy is getting away with it.
0: So you're Zisu? I think so. All right, all right. <laughs> but the the hanging scene. I don't know if I can find a way to insert a piece of metal We're into, <laughs> into uh-huh. an open wound to save my neck from breaking. That's big of you admitting that. I
3: yeah. mean, really, the self-deprecation that Jimmy is yeah. displaying well, right now. Well, you you have special. to stay realistic. You be don't want Yeah, you yeah. don't want
1: too much bravado or else people think you're bullshitting.
3: I need to explain something to you. Okay. You would have died swinging the axe to find the goal. <laughs> 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 oh
0: man. I mean, I might have torn my rotator cuff, but I would have got there eventually. Oh, <laughs> I think
4: I pulled something. Tink
0: tink tink
3: I gotta say, boys, I had my bingo card laid out for tonight's FFS, and Jimmy comparing himself to Zisu
1: favorably was not on there for me personally. Yeah, I don't. I think that was the wild card in the center. I think everybody got it if it happened. Jim so. uh,
4: doesn't often. I, I feel like voice his um, relating to the characters that we're watching on screens. So this, this, like- this is like a first. This is a big deal. I like it. Yeah. Man. What, what
3: other like Commando Arnold Schwarzenegger? You relate yeah. to him?
0: Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, it's you. Yeah. Don't don't take my child. I'll find you. <laughs> and make another child. <laughs> uh, let's go
3: ahead, Jimmy. Do you want to have a beer real yes. quick? We don't get them as often, though. They do come in. So the D-Man and Rich Mordecai combined are a beach beer. Thank you to both of them. Rich was nice enough to bring... Tacos from El Pueblo, which I believe is owned by uh, Ted's chick.
1: <laughs> I won't tell you what type of restaurant I like to eat at, Duke's. Um <laughs> How are they, by the way, good? I noticed you uh, did you partake? Oh no, I'm saving those for the intermission. Did
3: anybody else partake? I did. How did they turn out? Delicious. Very good. Yes. It's tough to fuck up a taco. It's true. Good to know El Pueblo is in the pocket. Uh, Rich Mordecai and the D Man, thank you so very, very much for the donation. And Nino, if you don't mind, please.
1: I sat down to watch a
3: movie
4: the other day and I've got a new exclamation for the world. It's got Sisu
3: boy!
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, these hoop teas taste like kerosene.
3: Yeah, they're real bad. I don't know why yeah. you're I don't know why you're into that. Well I just there was one I hadn't had it yet, no. so I tried it. Uh, by the way, I do have this for you uh, if you need it <laughs> I also have this if you need it.
1: Oh, I got them all over you. Don't want to get down that rabbit hole right now There's movies to talk about I used to kick people out of the theater For talking before I became an actual Raw man I put on a polo shirt And said regal cinemas And I went out and kicked those kids out And then you stopped talking You didn't pay your ticket I watched you sneak into the back door And now you're just sitting in the back row on your phone but you shut up? There's people trying to enjoy the cinema. I know it's the middle of the day. Some people are still at work, but other people pay their money to come in and watch, and you're just sitting here freeloading. You don't even care about the movie. Now you get out of here before I knock your skull into the next theater. Yeah, I'm just saying if we do need it. I'm just saying not
3: that you would use it. But... I got this to you. I got them all yeah yeah you need one, you just let me know. Also, have you heard this? Uh, I've got uh, audio of Goat singing a song.
4: Right I'm a guy who's big and bold. Ways of the bulky, don't you know? A zany guy who philosophically wax. All right, we don't need to get it all that <laughs> Oh, way my now. God. Yeah, he rocks and over a it's bunch quite of stuff. Trope. <laughs> <laughs> really, really, some really great shit. All right. So. Jim pulled out, like, eight bush lights before the show so it's I, gonna be I very hope, depressing I hope donate <laughs> they're so not going to those days are done he's prepared is what i'm saying. Where is that yeah.
3: i could tell you though and the good news is john page is always going to be there for you uh, oh, always going to be there go. for See? you Let's hope yet. you, you <laughs> summoned john page tuber which i'm always very appreciative of i saw john page in another man's pants last night i don't know if you guys had a chance to listen to that episode yet but wow is that you want to fucking think differently about a guy, see him in a, <laughs> see him and another man in <laughs> Jester's pants.
4: Him and another man?
0: Yeah. Do you, that, did you wear able to resurrect those pants at all? Uh, my mom's going to do a sew job on those for me. Oh.
4: oh fuck. I wouldn't yeah. have said that into a microphone. Disgusting.
3: Jim. Yeah. That, oh, I, I have a joke, but I know Goat will not like me saying that. I might. I might. I'm half of it. I was going to
1: speculate. Oh, you go. he, can't, he
3: can't hear you. Headphones are off. One time Mike Wise said something. Well, I'll tell you guys off the air. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. It was the uh-huh. grossest joke I've ever heard in Mike Wise
0: told oh, me. Actually. I can't wait.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Nino. It's fine times when I was running security for the movie theater. They'd had me start the popcorn machine every once in a while. I'd pull the ripcord a little bit differently than the other people and it would start out going that boy!
0: That'd
1: be a fantastic popcorn experience if you fucking,
3: the guy actually fired up the good ship Grease to get you your movie theater popcorn. Well, that was quick, Jim.
0: Yeah,
1: thank you, John Page. Oof. All right, uh, what's your movie go? You should probably. I would probably land. I was wavering, but I think I'm going to go with my uh, my go to three and a half, three point five on this one because I would recommend it to many people. Uh, there are definitely some shortcomings. It's not. Uh, high, it's not the unbelievability scale really ramps up sure. in the in the last third of the movie, so it's hard for me to go beyond a three and a half. But I'd say. It looks beautiful. It's engaging, the entire way through, and uh, yeah, no subtitles. So there you go, three and a half. No subtitles was a fucking very well. My, my chick saw the trailer. She's like, "There's gonna be
3: subtitles.
0: I don't, I don't have any interest in this." I'm like, "All right, I'll talk to you later." <laughs> what do you think, Jim? I gave it a four. Uh, I, I really oh. enjoyed it. Uh, I probably. Would have given it a four point five if it weren't for all the unbelievableness. But other than that, it was. I love that movie. I would tell anybody to watch
3: he it. He scores autobiographies high. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If Duvall was Zisu's pit chief, I think you also would have given it higher numbers. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it a three. Um, I was gonna. I felt like going lower just because I personally was disappointed. Mm-hmm. I really was looking forward to this movie, and I think I almost picked it, but Goat was pointed out it was still twenty dollars and i (laughs) would have been really pissed off if i paid twenty dollars for this movie
1: it had been a little bit of
3: a roulette wheel
1: for who got to pick it when it came down in price
3: you've already mentioned it's it's gorgeous i certainly wouldn't tell people not to watch it which is why i can't go lower than three as well but um i was i was disappointed i was expecting more wall-to-wall killing and it's more beating up zisu until he fucking (laughs) does something just insane i i didn't mind i didn't mind the waiting for him to talk until the very end and yeah. then him giving a fun little quip i actually thought that gimmick was pretty good <laughs> being a punchline. yeah yeah that was cool that he was funny towards the end so yeah I, i'd say i feel comfortable with the three
4: i gave it a three and a half uh i i think the extra half star comes from how bloody it is mm. i appreciate they don't pull punches when there are fucking limbs being cut off or shit being blown up or a, <laughs> a knife going through here or a bullet going through here they They show that shit, and uh, it's practical blood and and gore effects, which I really appreciate. So, uh, for that reason, I I like R-rated, you know, brutal action. So, three and a half. Glad I watched it. I don't know when I would come back to it, but it's not like I would be mad if I was with someone who said, hey... I, I need to check this out. I, it's, it's a quick, easy you know, rewatch if I ever went down that road.
3: Did you guys notice he did a bit of an equalizer bit where he's holding a lot of guns in this movie, but yeah. he doesn't ever use any guns yeah. in this movie? I thought it was kind of interesting. He's got an entire... He's like
1: disarming people. Yeah. yeah.
3: He gives the, the ladies the guns, I guess. And then the part also pissed me off at the end is he's got this knife across his chest the whole movie, and he's fighting the Nazi at the end. The guy's <laughs> whipping him. I'm like... Well, we're going to get the payoff where you take the knife out and stab this guy through the head, right? That's only for stabbing gas tanks. Yeah, he he stabs (laughs) one
1: dude, and then he stabs like a a gas tank, and then that's it. It just kind of chills there. I was actually just wondering why the Nazi didn't take the knife and stab him. That's a great point. There were were a lot of that, that fight in the plane... Was there were some raised eyebrows at many of the tactics? I and think there, maybe they, could, they were just mad. They were they, so mad they weren't thinking tactically <laughs> anymore.
3: Couldn't they have done the bit where I feel like this happened with Batista was fighting something? He was James Bond and he was like on a train. Like you could do the bit where
4: That's, yeah Spectre like Zisoo should be That's a great scene by the way,
3: kicking the fuck out of this dude. Mm-hmm. Like the plane could jostle around to give the heel like the, the leg chance. up. You yeah. know, like the ref turning his back and when Roman Reigns is wrestling, but. I, <laughs> maybe it's because i just watched what is the last mission impossible movie again dead reckoning or fallout i just watched
4: fallout again uh, henry cavill the
3: fight scene where they're both fighting that the guy with
4: the in the bathroom is so fucking
3: great and that guy's whipping their ass and like they're fighting dirty because like they're teaming up on him because he's beating the shit out of them i don't know i watched that i was like that is so perfectly executed
4: i mean it's it, it, it I do think it's a little unfair when we're comparing movies to something like that cuz I think that is the best of the best. I mean that is the best Fantastic, of action movies in the last like 10 years. Yeah, I just watched it. That movie it too. is excellent. It's real good. I mean it's probably the best out of the whole franchise. I the first one is still my favorite of those movies, right. but but Fallout is really top you fucking You guys get mad man. when I tell you 2 is my favorite. You always yell at me. No, I don't I do not yell, yell at you. We just I disagree. I like to quite a bit. I think there 2 ain't is a no great movie.
3: good guys. They're no- <laughs> <All> right um,
4: <laughs> I know
3: why you want to hate me. I I, I fucking cuz I, I got- think <laughs> Mission Impossible 2 is pretty great. I, I, I,
4: I get down with the soundtrack for Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Lots of doves. All right.
3: Um well good. Uh so we've got two other movies. I did have a story also that I know we don't like to talk about headlines but uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Has something to do i think that we'd be interested in but um we had two other movies snake eyes and the big sleep i was just curious which one you guys wanted to go with first do we well, have the
4: next pick for uh, oh protocol
3: thank you <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you guys always are so good with the protocol i always fuck it up yeah so um i uh was on a 90s movie jag recently after watching snake eyes i don't think snake eyes is a 90s movie i think it's a 2000s movie. no it's a 98 Yeah. yeah. is it really it's yeah. got that 90s feel though yeah. to it and um i love so many 90s movies I typed in best 90s movies that are Westerns that nobody fucking talks about. That is word okay. for word what I typed in. Um, Lone Star came up, which is a drama from 1996. It is two hours and 14 minutes, so I'm going to apologize. 92%. Well, there'd
4: be no backlash if we you know, chose that. So Yeah, there, I definitely wouldn't <laughs> complain at all about it.
3: Um, 92% from the critics, 83% from the audience. Uh, it's got a pretty great cast. Um, this the, the blurb is, in the Texas border town of Frontera Sher- Sheriff Sam Deeds, played by Chris Cooper, a very underrated actor in my opinion, digs up the past when he finds an old skull in the desert as he traces the murder of Sheriff Charlie Wade, Chris Christofferson, my, oh. my friend, Forty years earlier, Deeds' investigation points towards his late father, the much-loved deputy buddy. Deeds, ignoring warnings to not delve any deeper, Sam rekindles a romance with a high school sweetheart while bringing up old tensions in the town, exposing secrets long put to rest. Um, Cast poster is
4: crazy, and it (laughs) fucking wild.
3: It's a '90s western, neo-western. I've never heard of, and uh, it's got a pretty engaging. Cast and a uh, lot of really
4: good reviews, so I'm excited. For I had it. never heard of this movie, uh, but this—there uh, This looks like a winner to me.
3: Yeah, man, and it's kind of—I um, know the Blind Spot Movie Club is something that I really like doing, where it's like, hey, I've always heard about this one, but it's fun to stumble across something. Just a complete wild card, right? Yeah, yeah. Is uh, Chris Cooper's in Breach, right? That is a yeah. fucking yes. great movie.
4: American yeah. Beauty, uh, yeah. uh, one of the Bourne movies, I think. Like he's a, a character. Oh, actor he's in sure, he's had yeah. a bunch.
3: I'm just saying. I remember him in Breach. He's a ten.
4: Yeah, H- him and movie. so him and um. Danny Houston I feel like play very oh, similar characters the best, though and, and especially in those like 2000s movies like that like Danny Houston in Edge of Darkness could be fucking
3: the best yeah. I just rewatched that I, and, and,
4: and I, I did the same after you texted me about yeah. it that movie is excellent man fucking it, great movie it. Isn't the thing it? is like we just we don't we don't get movies like that anymore which sucks uh but like just R-rated mystery thrillers with a, an A-list actor it just doesn't happen, but this that is wild. that is well worth yeah. your time. And, I think uh, Edge yeah, of, Lone Star I, looks great too.
3: I think Edge of Darkness happened right as Mel Gibson was having
4: 2010 his troubles. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'll call them. They were playing all of his God, voicemails. Have you Edge of I have not. Oh, dude, it's it's definitely worth checking out. <sighs> it's
3: I don't want to do four movies, so <laughs> I mean, do you want to replace the shit fucking the Tony Scott movie we were talking about with
4: Edge of Darkness? Let, let, no, let's let's stick with Ronin for now. Well no, Ronan no, no. is in. Yeah. There How? was a pre show movie suggested. Revenge oh, with Revenge. Kevin Costner. Yeah. It's the only Tony Scott movie that I haven't seen. Let's let's do those two's those two into Lone Star. Uh, I, I mean I just watched it as a darkness like okay. a week ago. Right. So we'll uh, put that on the list. Yeah, put put that on the list though. What else like, is on the list? Know. We knocked Snake Eyes off. What uh uh The Wailing, I think, is on oh, the list. Oh, that's good too. Yeah. And we still have
1: a uh, group discussion of Brooklyn fifty four. Oh, did you guys Ooh. watch that?
4: Oh, I still haven't watched that.
1: Okay. Well, have you watched it, Goat? I have not had a chance to watch it. Okay. I mean,
3: I'd love to talk about that. I think that movie would bring on good discussion, but if we have three already, then we're good to go. Okay. Let's let's hold off. I think the four ones put a lot of pressure on everybody to watch four movies. Is
1: that fair? (laughs) Yeah. That's a reasonable way to go about yeah,
4: it I think I think so too I like spending more time on three movies a piece than feeling like we have to rush through the four I
3: got you but the balance of two before two after makes I have a touch of OCD so it kind of makes me feel more comfortable <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I appreciate that as well <laughs> Yeah but it's that's cool no worries So I, uh I I
4: like things in threes for that same reason <laughs> Okay all
3: right so Revenge and uh uh Ronin and uh this fucking crazy western yeah. Lone
1: Star, Little Texas, thank you, whatever, (laughs) whatever the fuck that it's called.
3: I see. Oh.
4: I've had about enough of Jim. <laughs> what is the matter? What did he do? He did spaceballs. They're doing. Oh, oh we, they're doing. We, I, I didn't even pick up. But on goat that. wasn't here.
1: Nobody knows what we're talking. I'm sorry. No, no, we. I didn't
4: mean to tear no, open
1: no. a wound. I was unaware of though.
4: Right by, the- by by Dukes of Thunder
1: to the irony. To get in on the this irony joke.
3: of what just happened. I forgot he wasn't here. for that. I I went on a jag about spaceballs oh. and, and the people that are. If you bring up Star, I'm sure this happened to you guys. Mm-hmm. If you bring up Star Wars and people start quoting Spaceballs, oh. you know they're stupid, <laughs> and that, that is a jag that I just went it's, on. Especially if if they think they're talking about Star Wars. Do you Wars. know who does that? Well, yeah, him. But like, do you know who else does it? Who's someone else that's really stupid that sits right there? Oh, Monk. Oh. Monk knows nothing
4: about Star Wars and he knows every word of Spaceballs. <laughs> He's stupid. Goat, for your awareness, uh, I I also like Spaceballs It's not a bit, liking Spaceballs. Exactly.
3: It's, it's acting like Spaceballs I, yes. is not a spoof of Star Wars. You're right.
4: You're right. It's like this is a completely original concept. A little bit of alien in there, too.
3: It also happens, Goat, when I bring up Robin and Prince of Thieves, everybody goes, Robin and times. I know it! <laughs> and I just want to die. I'm like, it's a spoof of a more successful movie, you stupid fuck.
1: There's room for all of it, but...
3: They're not laughed. if you see Star the reason spaceballs is funny is because of the Star Wars references. Yeah. You wouldn't understand it. You don't know yogurt is Yoda because you fucking know Yoda is.:
1: Yeah, Pizza the Hut is only funny if you are aware. My nose starts itching when I really get irritated. I noticed with you were having some physical reactions to this. It know. wasn't just emotional. It's not your fault. Everyone loves Lone Star.
3: All right, um, <laughs> not the steak place, by the way. It's pretty tall, <laughs> Texas Roadhouse guy myself. Country no band. Folks. huh? Oh yeah, they're not good either. I believe they th- they sang "Everything I Do." What was it? Every little thing that you do. They came out with the same oh, time. that whoever the fuck that's the other them. Thing also, that "How Do I Live Without You" song came out, and a chick did it, and one of those awful groups did it at the exact same time, and everyone pretended like it didn't happen. But one of them was in Conair, were What weren't they? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. All right. Um All right, so that's the movies, the three movies for next week. Uh, Kimberly, Emilio, if you don't mind updating the Fortress Film Society. Instagram, that would be fantastic. And back to my uh, premature ejaculative question. Do we now want to talk about Snake Eyes or The Big Sleep?
1: I think... The transition from one from genre to genre would probably do best if we talk about Snake Eyes now. That's probably uh, yeah. To go from course to course works for me. Yeah, we kind of go from yeah. We have a little bit like an artfully put together action gore movie, and then we'll the 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 quick jump jump to a noir. Thriller from way back in the day might be a bit of a... Goat is always bit of way,
4: a way more partial about this than I am. So I always... Th- th- there's <laughs> but it reason makes I was sense, quiet right it? there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, he, he always breaks it down, but I, I know it means more to him. Well...
1: Um, I like to think I have rationale for some lo- of my The decisions. logic is there. Yeah. If he was saying something
3: insane, and it meant a lot to him, <laughs> sure. I think, to go
1: toward Donnie's painting you in know, a pretty weird light <laughs> That's all
3: right.
4: <laughs> he knows I'm passionate. Also, yes. he just said
3: dairy for the first time in 30 days. Yeah. <laughs> like,
4: There's a lot of weird shit going on in my body right <laughs> now. Guts is bubbling. <laughs> uh, Snake Eyes,
3: 1998 mystery thriller, hour and 39 minutes, 43% <laughs> on the <laughs> tomato meter. 35% with the audience. Even I- <laughs> I fucking love Snake I, I, Oz, I, I, I'm so happy to Holy hear it. Holy shit. Directed by Brian De Palma, by the way, of Scarface fame this and other so films. so wild.
4: How about Mission Impossible? Gary, yeah. I mean, an incredible fucking movie maker.
3: Detective Rick Santoro, Nicolas Cage, has never played by the rules. I think we can all agree with that. <laughs> when he attends a high-profile boxing match with his friend, Navy Commander Kevin Dunn, Gary Sinise, who is fantastic in this, as he is in everything. Uh, as well as Defense Secretary Kirkland Joel Fabini, he witnesses a terrorist assassinate Kirkland. Despite a lockdown in the arena, his key witness, Julia Costello, who is Carla, don't know how to say her name, escapes. G- and, Gugino. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. She looks like about three or four other
4: people. She, yeah, she's, she's hot. Though. She's fetching. Yeah.
3: Um, and Santoro begins to suspect Kirkland's death is a part of a much larger conspiracy that involves boxing rivals and a beautiful Stranger, this movie made $55.6 million in the box office, which
4: seems inconceivable. <laughs> I believe this was his follow-up to Mission Impossible in 96. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, and that, that was one of the, I think one of the highest grossing movies of that year. That and, like, Independence Day. Crazy uh, coked others. up
3: Nick Cage in a perfect role for this era of Nick Cage, <laughs> is what I would say.
1: <laughs> it, it was so ridiculous. The wardrobe... <laughs>
3: The part where he stands, and goes, this is my town! And he's in the front row. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Nobody acts
1: this way. <laughs> oh, don't make me do it. I don't want to make me do something I don't want to do.
3: I fucking love him. Um, <laughs> his suit is perfect. Uh, everything about this movie is fucking batshit crazy. Um, and here comes the pain! Like I, what was fun is I haven't seen this movie in 10 years. Okay. So... When you go the first go around and I'm seeing all the characters get introduced, I'm like, like, oh, I fucking forgot about that guy. And I know what he's doing. That was a lot of fun. Gary Sinise, the exact same character for Ransom
4: in this movie. I've never seen Ransom.
1: I don't know how we do a movie show. <laughs> <laughs> because there's always more movies to watch. There, but Ransom made a there. billion dollars. Ransom's I mean, a I'm, huge I'm,
4: I'm, I'm aware of it. It's Mel Gibson, right? Like it's yeah. You don't know. Get me back, my son! Everybody knows that. Well everybody knows that. I know that. I like Payback. Different movie though. Good movie. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen Ransom. <laughs> so but Gary Sinise is the villain in that as well then. I just fucked it up for you. But he starts <laughs> off as <laughs>
3: not fine. the villain and then he's then he it's like the exact same bit where he's like hero cop Shithead at the end of it.
1: Is, got, it, so, it. is it as easy to know that he's the actual bad guy in Ransom? Oh. As it, as you as you as haven't seen Ransom one? either? No.
3: Motherfucker! <laughs> what about you, Jim? I could to kill myself! <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna purge this evilness. All right, oh. Are we doing four?
4: I guess we're doing four. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> we're watching Ransom, put it in! Renee Russo? Hey, it be, it been on my list forever, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, how about to, it, to finally how about cross it? it off. How about it's great? Yeah, I, I believe you. It's on the theater. Had the tickets done. I I so saw, I saw Gary Sinise perform in his Bitch. band. Ah. Uh, the, the, Lieutenant the Lieutenant Dan, Dan band, band. band. Yeah. The USO <laughs> Band uh, living on bass in fucking Okinawa. And uh, they played, like, everything from, like, The Who to Foo Fighters to fucking ACDC. And he was playing bass wearing a, a CSI New York t-shirt. Yeah. And <laughs> then here's the thing, man. He, after they played, he walked off the stage and stood there for – must have been hours – Every person that was there got in line to shake his hand and say hello and take his picture. And I was like 12, maybe 13 at the time. I was like with my parents. And like he was so fucking nice to yeah, everyone that cool. he saw. Like that guy, like seriously, one of the nicest actors alive. Probably, well,
3: you know? Nobody's raised more money for charity, though. He's, he's yeah. like Oprah when it comes for that shit. Yeah. Who's, who's uh is it? Uh, Sling Blade. Is that Billy Bob
4: Thornton? Yeah. yeah. You want the opposite experience?
3: Go see Billy Bob Thornton's band. And see if he signs <laughs> one fucking yeah. autograph. Yeah.
4: No, man, Sinise was like just from the jump, like such like a happy dude and, and just like very kind to to everyone. And it's cool that he does like yeah, the USO thing, but he's um, great. Anytime I see him, I just like I always think about that. Cause I was like right as I was like watching movies too and like realize like who he was and stuff. And they they like played their first song and then he got on the microphone and he's like, so a lot of like uh CSI New York fans in the room right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, just like leans into it. he, he was he was awesome. Well, it's called
3: the Lieutenant Dan Band. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like he's, he's not shying <laughs> away. Yeah. Green Mile, uh, Forrest Gump, Ransom, Apollo thirteen. Apollo thirteen. Yeah, he's just in monster monster movies. Uh, he's one of those presences I would even compare him to Hackman where like the second he walks on the camera you're like oh okay we're this <laughs> yeah this, this it, movie's at a good there's level. a baseline that, that like yeah.
4: mid to late 90s too like you you couldn't get away from him it's and, interesting you called awesome.
3: it mid because that's kind of what this movie is um I fucking uh <laughs> I, I love Snake Eyes I, I'm with tube I love it um I acknowledge everything goat is about to say about it and he's <laughs> dude all
4: right so I was sitting there last night, and yeah. the night before, and hog like, in your hand. I'm like, "Goat's gonna fucking he's gonna yeah, say yeah, so man. many mean things about snake guys." <laughs> <laughs> I was getting so frustrated, and I was like, "I can't do this. I can't do this." Uh,
1: His truth How- isn't your truth. What,
4: yeah. What don't you like about this movie?
1: Well, let's see. Oh no! Um, no,
4: it's it's there's
1: it's just little things like you know the fact that the third act really drags because once the big reveal has been made, you're kind of waiting for the resolution to come that you know is going to end up happening there's so much foreshadowing with the globe from a very early on point you're like well clearly this is going to factor in to the end of the movie but it's we're still 45 to 50 to 60 minutes away from it there's i there's just it's little, only an the, hour
3: and 40 minutes uh, long he's a he's a
1: he's nicholas cage's performance is just so absurdly annoying um wow but
4: what the fuck I, we,
1: did we watch <laughs> the same movie so I mean, but other than
4: that, um, no, I think the. Constri- Do you not like Nicolas Cage? I don't like shouty Nicolas Cage. Oh, well, then this is so not then the you don't, don't like Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> what's what 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 what's a good Nicolas Cage performance uh, for you then?
1: So here's the thing: I think if he's in a in a legit like comedy, like him in Raising, and raising Arizona, Arizona, is amazing. All right, but he's twenty-five. He's,
4: but he and actually
1: him in Moonstruck is. But yeah, young Nicolas Cage, where so he's this is all, we, being we, the over-the-top, but it's like within the context of the movie. I guess in in this movie it works because the whole thing is over the top as well. Yeah.
3: But, and
4: he's
1: a scumbag yeah. Atlantic City cop. I mean I feel like that's kind of
3: how they yeah. act. I,
4: I like I think this it works better in this movie than I think it does most of his roles because like yeah, it exactly it plays right into the character like he's on the take like, and uh, he's doing yeah. drugs and he's, he's, he's gambling cheating on his and he's, yeah, he's, he's I, juggling the wife and the girlfriend <laughs> on the
1: same cell phone. I appreciated his uh his retort to the uh, to the gambling the gaming commission cop who came in to shut down the scene when he's tell, like explaining why it's his jurisdiction and he's just shouting at him and he's just overpowering him he's like all right let's get the fuck yeah I would want to get he's away like, from him too at I that was like point. okay I, this is where that that manic energy really comes into
4: play but there were just moments where he's just shouting at the top of his lungs for no reason it's just it was a little bit off putting I like I mean and that's a De Palma thing too like De Palma's movies are coked. Out and I love them for that fucking reason. Yeah, Pacino's really understated; <laughs> <in part laughs> yeah, it's, in it's subtle, <laughs> terribly subtle. You know, and, and it's it's like like same thing with Scorsese. Like for a long time, Scorsese was coked out, so his movies were coked mm, out. Yeah. Same thing with De Palma, and they're you know they're part of that brat pack. Like they're part of the same group that all came up together making movies. And this is, I think, a great example of 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 him entering his like later phase as a director and making something that is just like balls to the wall but also so technically impressive like dude let's talk about the first like 12 fucking minutes of this movie
1: so that's the thing i love the construction of the way that the threads of the story come together i actually really appreciate when you see the different povs when the other people are telling their portions of the story you either see it directly from their point of view or you see it from another angle that rashomon style where you're getting the, split screen. the little nuggets of Information that we hadn't gotten firsthand from his experience, so it's all starting to weave together.
4: De Palma gave Rashomon a lot of credit when he talked about making this, but like it's
1: a solid template; it works if the if the materials there, and and it was for this movie.
4: He does the split screen in so many of his movies, but I think when we're when we're seeing it all come together in that split screen moment, I think it might be the best use of that format that he's ever had in his career. I, I think that is like really amazing. Um, considering how chaotic it is in the opening scene. How about that's an arena filled with fucking people? How about the camera doesn't cut for like 12 minutes? And short, like they engineer the cuts, right? Whenever there's like a fast pivot, that's when they actually cut the shot. But dude, it was executed though. The the, the camera is following Nick Cage, coked out Nick Cage for 12 straight fucking minutes. And like, you you were just my jaw is on the floor and the, while I'm watching. When
3: Sinise, like goes over to check on the redhead and they go off screen and then he like swivels back around and then you see the champ like look up. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah and, I would and, agree. And,
4: and he's clearly like like he, it's almost like he's trying to best Scorsese, right? Like they're buddies. They came up in Hollywood together. Scorsese had the the most iconic you know, and then he kissed me moment in Goodfellas when they're going through the the restaurant, mm-hmm. and like that's what this is, but so much bigger because it's a fucking arena at a boxing match and yeah. I just love like it's a lot more moving those parts those two were like yeah. I love the idea of like you know him sitting Scorsese down and being like hey how about this dude <laughs> like I, I took what you did and I did it even better like we're competing because we're buddies and all of this but shit
3: but I can understand what God is saying is that if there is a performance that takes you out of a movie none of that's going to matter because you're just like I can't get past this shithead that's ruining everything <laughs> <laughs> that happens to me in a lot of movies and,
4: and look like the the over-the-top nick cage thing i love it almost all the time like the the whole what is it the, the zeus's butthole joke in the rock i think fucking sucks yeah but the rock but, sucks
3: i mean i know why people like it but there is so much bad dialogue and bad nick cage it, he, he's i think it's more bad than nick
4: cage in the rock how about, than how than about in the beginning when he's like playing the john lennon guitar or something like that like that kind of sucks man he sucks
3: <laughs> you're the rocket
4: man oh, am i really um,
1: whatever, girly man. What's crazy is <laughs> he called the boxer girly man twice.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, I I think it's a lot of fun. I the, I would say the end maybe once the storm is at its full fury and I'm like you know talk about pathetic fallacy. It's pretty fucking on the nose like with a <laughs> storm raging around. But the scene where Gary Sinise is like fall like he's a fucking scumbag and he's having this co- this crisis of consciousness and eventually it ends up fucking him he ends up losing like he has this high and then he loses everything and then there's kind of this nice peaceful moment at the end where it's like hey this this dish with a pixie haircut still thinks
4: you're okay it's like
3: eh, maybe it'll be all right it's like, be really and, like,
4: and like really interesting like this is 98 and they're talking about like oh we are manufacturing this shit because like we want to fund these weapons mm-hmm. and whatever so it's like it's like pre the like, air guard, like too. like yeah, exactly, like like pre nine eleven, pre war on terror, but like post like the Gulf War. I was and about like, to say it was where I am. Like this movie is saying a lot that movies ten years from then would go on to say, but like well before you know, like that was like considered a thing. When in like, a lot of those controversies, con- uh, uh, culture. I mean, I mean, I mean it's
3: not they they happen during yeah. Desert Storm. Yeah, like yeah. The Humvees not exactly, having the accurate yeah. finding the, the helicopters crashing because they were sucking the sand up into the fucking rotors, like. A lot of that shit happened right after
1: this movie. A yeah. lot of our airmen died <laughs> because their radios didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> sold them off the
4: black market. God
1: does
3: not make me a murderer.
4: Um, I, I thought it was hilarious that Gary Sinise's character is named Kevin Dunn, when in fact the mm. actor Kevin Dunn is what in this earth? movie. <laughs> that I actually distracted me more than <laughs> was, once during
1: the movie. Because like,
4: he came up and I was like, oh, it's Kevin Dunn. And then like five minutes later, they start saying Kevin Dunn in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, Kevin Dunn, uh, super underrated character actor. I think uh, he's obviously well, he's in the fucking Transformers movies, but he he's in Veep and he's hysterical in Veep. Like yeah. he's one of, like the best parts of that show. <laughs> an awful sentence. Uh, I, no, dude, he's awesome. He, What's he, De Palma's he's fucking the Palma's best hilarious. movie, clown? De Palma's best movie. Yeah. I really like Carrie. Fuck out of here. You're asking me, like, well, well, my favorite is Mission Impossible. The The first Mission Impossible from 96 is a five for me. It's my favorite out of the whole franchise.
1: It's a coin flip. It's either Scarface or The Untouchables.
4: That's the right answer. Well, that's the chat answer. Right? No, it's the say it. right no, answer. The untouchables. untouchables and fucking Scarface? Those are better movies than the ones you're talking Mission about. Mission Impossible is better Fuck than both of those, here, man. That first Mission Impossible is perfect.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: The movie happens in a fucking
3: year that begins with a one. The tube doesn't respect it. it fucking drives me nuts. Yep, that's it. Wait that's a, minute. a minute. That's how know. this think show, that's how, wait, The movie. That's, that's, that's how, the movie how this show goes. Wait a
4: minute.
1: Yeah, but that, that, you think Mission Impossible is better than the fucking
3: Untouchables? Yeah. Better than De Niro as Al Capone? I
4: love the Untouchables. Get out of here, you dago bastard. Better than that? Untouchables, four and a half. Mission Impossible, five. Oh, uh, five. Yes, Let's five. Let's just
3: make sure everybody heard that. It's get him a rank of four. Make sure that we all five. know that. Kalido's way better. I than
4: thought this impossible. was Tom Cruise the podcast. What are we doing?
3: I like raising <laughs> Kane too, by the way. Just so you know,
1: if there had been a helicopter blade an inch away from Robert De Niro's face in The Untouchables, then it's a five. So, <laughs> good. Um, so fucking good. Or if there's just two kids wandering around an empty house for two hours. <laughs> also <laughs> good. Dumb sounds and no dialogue.
4: So you you, you are you are you are a Carrie fan though, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think Carrie's. A, uh, I love it's the gross. book, but uh, it is it really is. It's real gross. I, I it is. So I mean that that fucking movie opens with just a bunch of naked like fifteen year old. I really don't like, like that kind of of like the scene. Like, the tampon uh, stuff. Yeah. Like
3: I it really that fucking movie disturbs me. It's like um, what's that? Everybody talking about me? Oh, uh, fucking, Midnight cowboy! Yeah, I mean that's a great movie. I don't enjoy watching it. Yeah, well,
4: uh, don't like forget. It, if I've checked it off, I never need to I watch. this I never need again. to watch this movie yeah. ever again. He directed previous uh, show pick Blowout, which I think yes. is also an amazing. I know, I'll movie. give you
3: credit. I revisited Blowout, it's and so I, good, I remember right? not giving it a lot of credit when we ah, watched it. It's it's very. It's good. So I really dug it. Yeah, yeah. it's I mean, slow. He
4: he is he is an excellent fucking movie maker, and like it's like you know him. Scorsese, Lucas, Spielberg, Coppola, like they all came up together. They all like collaborated, gave each other notes. Like I love just watching all movies that they made from those like two decades, the seventies through the nineties. I really
3: I really have a hard time with you saying Mission Impossible is better than the Untouchables. I'm just gonna say yeah, that. I, a hard, I, a I
4: mean look look, man, that's like I that's a desert island movie for I got me, you. that first one. Andy was.
3: Garcia, the fucking, when he's fucking sitting there and vetting him and saying, I say you're from a thief and he pulls the pistol out and puts Oh, he I like him.
4: This is fucking great. It's a great movie. Connery's I'm not, I'm great. Not, just that, that not whole not staircase scene.
1: It, I mean, dude, it's
3: Excellent. just unbelievable. Dude,
4: uh, the staircase scene is is masterful. It's one of the
3: most gripping. It's one of those tension filled three minutes of your life, and it's fake, and it's a movie. Yeah, and it's Costner. It's like, well, that's Kevin Costner, clearly. Even after you've watched <laughs>
1: it the first time, and you're like, yeah. you're like, no, no, that maybe this time is when something that, really bad happens to that baby. That like, bookkeeper toad guy is a fucking pits.
3: And then the shithead they give the the
1: gun back to and then he and he's chasing him over the rooftops <laughs> and shit man <laughs> So, <laughs> Snake Eyes. Um, it, did, it did take me a moment to recover from Nicolas Cage shouting at the top of his lungs, uh, screw procedure. So, you know, maybe that was, dude, you know.
3: I mean, you just got to kind of go with it you're, with this new
1: hater, dude. You,
3: I, I feel like there's a bit of a hate. I was just doing a bit because of hey, procedure.
1: Yeah. I'm a big fan. So I was just like, I'm out. We're no longer on the same page here. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you think there, Jimmy James?
0: When you brought up Snake Eyes, I thought, wow, I haven't seen that movie in 10 years. I think it's been 20 years because there was so much of that that was. Almost new to me, although I know I've seen the movie before. I knew how it ended, but I didn't realize that he was a cop. I don't. I don't know how.
3: Well, because he could be just a. I mean, he a loan shark, a, a grifter, back.
1: a PI. Like, I mean, he's making a bet with an illegal bookie even though they're in Atlantic City what's well, also
3: a surprise when he is, remember he's chasing that yeah. dude out of the room when you first see his badge like you don't know he's a cop right for the first fight you just think he's a dickhead I
1: was like I thought gambling was
3: legal here why are you, what is going it's on It's more fun when it's
4: illegal in yeah. a bookie that you can shake down
3: you didn't like the bloody hundred dollar bill stick no, no that I was did Larry I, I like
4: the fact it, that that uh, was uh, a Guzman yeah he's excellent my, that's a it MacGuffin it's sticky but it was
1: also yeah, it was a nice common thread throughout I, I, no, yeah, Dude, I, don't that, know. I mean no, that not, that not
4: opening shot. You follow him from like, from like outside the arena into the fucking arena, then like upstairs, then towards the suite, and then down, down an the escalator. escalator. Yeah, he's having, and there are like three different like dialogue scenes, and then he beats up Luis Guzman, and then he fucking he goes to his seat, and the camera's following him the whole time. Like that is just like that shit is. Can you imagine and how long that took to Yeah, set and they synced with it, the other arena, takes. Yeah. An arena full of real extras, dude. Like, that is easily like 20,000 fucking extras, and... Uh we just don't see that shit a lot. Nowadays. I agree. And I, it, it made me think a lot of um, the opening of Boogie Nights, which is very similar. It's like an uninterrupted. The camera is like traveling all over the place as we're watching all these people interact the, yeah, together. It's, it's really amazing. And I also
3: think a lot of Nick Cage's coked out crazy shit is intentional in this movie because when he's going champ, we're in fucking Hudson High School or whatever. Like yeah. he's, <laughs> he's doing that on purpose to be a shithead. That's Tyler. Yeah. Tyler. I love how he just keeps screaming Tyler at him everywhere he goes. Let's go! It's like dancing behind him as they're walking up the. He's fucking... almost
4: doing like Jim Carrey level shit, dude.
3: Yeah, it's, 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 it's awesome. Sure. I could understand it being somewhat annoying. But yeah. I, he annoyed me in all the right ways,
4: dude. I I really love this movie, and this had been on my list forever because I was like, it's De Palma, it's Cage. I can't believe I haven't seen this, and I'm I'm so glad that I finally got to it because this is like. This is a new favorite of mine. I think this is going to be in in rotation wow. for, for quite a bit. Uh, I that's great. I called a bunch of people. I called my brother. I was like, "You have to fucking watch this right away." <laughs> like this is uh, this is a big one for me. I really love this movie because I also I love the mysteries, right? I love when like we're trying to uncover something. And even sure, like we have forty minutes left after the twist of Sinise being the bad guy. I just think like the energy continues for me the whole time, and and you know there's still. There's still more mystery to be had afterwards because we know before Cage knows, and mm-hmm. then he looks at the 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 camera in like the floating you know the balloon camera and shit like that. I, I think there's a lot of good to uh, I'm surprised seeing this, movie. and I'm
3: surprised Goat didn't think I, when Nick Cage finds out like that he's a, that, uh, Gary Sinise is a shithead. I actually thought he did a pretty good job of conveying like how much he was upset by that, where he's like yelling at the chick and saying yeah. you must have seen it wrong. She's like you're right, I probably did, because she's just trying to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> I don't know, I didn't hate that as much as. Let's go, dude. You know. When we do our snake eyes one off, unfortunately, too, but it'll just be me mm-hmm. and you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you are. <laughs>
4: Subscribe to Snake Guys. We're time. the Snake Guys. hi old. Oh, fuck. And if ant is here, it's
3: Snake Thighs. All right. Let's, let's just uh, let's pretend like that didn't happen. Sometimes the thighs say it all. Sometimes the thighs say it all. <laughs> um, I don't know what to give Snake Eyes. I, uh, this is for, uh, for Robert Rodriguez, whoever's keeping track of this. This is a movie where I stole the poster from Hollywood Video. Huh. I actually had it in my... Uh, my house and then my apartment so um I stole a copy of it on VHS too of course I mean why wouldn't you I enjoy it I think it's fun it's a movie I've watched a hundred times um Oddly enough, I understand everything Goat is saying about it. And I think there's probably a chunk obviously if you look at the reviews, most people agree with Goat. But I think what Tube says is also true. It's De Palma and Cage being nutty.
4: And- I think it's De Palma like doing his best work as far as like technique goes. It's
3: fucking there's a lot to like about it. And yeah. I think there's a lot of fun shit. And uh I like I don't mind the end either. I know that the bit of a cop out at the end when he, you know, <laughs> That whole deal
4: but then, then dude seeing the ring the ruby ring in the pillar at the very end after the credits are over like how great well, is that and, and
1: sticking around to the end of the credits yeah that's a really great touch
4: for just a no, moment i mean, I,
1: I always do sure. and the fact that that reveal is at the end of all of this footage of these dudes just like working 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 with a really really upsetting song being played at the same <laughs> time and then but to have that payoff at the very end you're like all right yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah
4: it's such a quick moment when you realize that They're like hanging, they're dangling the bodies over the cement truck or whatever, like while he's getting beat up by the boxer, you know, in the warehouse or or just in the back of the arena. It's such a great payoff because, like, you see it for a brief moment, like, oh, they're putting those bodies in the cement. And then you don't think about it ever again until the very last shot of this movie. It's 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 just the bookend. Yeah. It's awesome. And
3: then Adam Warlock walks out, like, they don't (laughs) utilize him quickly (laughs) enough and they cock hold him in the Guardians 3. All right. Um,. (laughs) I'm going to give it a three and a half because that's what it is. I would recommend it to people to watch. I think it's fun. I can't go any higher. Uh, I, I I think that if people didn't, they, they do a bit where they don't watch the movies, but they listen to the show. I think you're safe to go watch this one and you'll enjoy it.
4: Weirds me out, but I'm always flattered when people tell me that.
3: Yeah, it's kind of flattering and insulting at the same time, which is a very <laughs> weird thing to feel. It's a very strange
4: feeling. Uh, three and a half for Snake Eyes. Go ahead, Donnie. This movie is a four and a half for me, I, dude. I, I, love, I, it. I, I not, love it. Seriously, and I'm not. I'm not trying to do this bit. I'm not trying to be a contrarian. I, I mean, really, if you, like it, you like it? It's way closer yeah. to a
3: four and a half than *Skidamarink* is to a four.
4: I loved this movie, and uh, this is something that I'm going to be revisiting a lot. I think uh, it 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 scratches all the itches that I'm I, I feel when I'm watching a movie from this from this decade from this time period. Uh, it's it's what I think one of the best directors of that decade working with one of the biggest actors and um they're showcasing their biggest talents all throughout this movie. So it's a four and a half. It's a new favorite for me. Text me whenever you watch it, please. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't wait to hear goat score.
1: I will uh admit that my my overall mood this week might have reduced yeah, my uh my my enjoyment of this movie, but there are some there are many things to like about it. I love that overhead shot going room Room to room, yeah. We've got like the party, the dude who's just like crashing out, the guy and his wife, and then finally they get to the the big guy was who's who was in like some weird '90s alt comedy group. I think it's like, but the guy that Carla Gugino talked into going up to the room. Oh, so she sure, could go yeah. Hide.
4: So when they but that overhead pan across the room, I felt that's so like, bad for that. Guy. Oh, he's in, he's in um Malcolm in the Middle. Okay, he's, he's, know, he's like he like thought, the thought store he was manager bang their or shit. something. Yeah. He's, yeah. Like, he's like the grocery store guy from Malcolm. But in But
1: I I yeah. love. That some I'm I'm a big fat mark for that technique where they do the over from room to room from the the cutaway view, and there were just like you said all of the technical stuff was amazing. The use of the thunder as kind of a dramatic cue when from something the, from, was about to happen from the very beginning exactly. with the Paramount
4: logo. It's so good, it, dude.
1: It's, it, and watching that, you know, with a with you know a, you know decent speakers or even on headphones, like you get that that nice like resonance from from the soundtrack of this movie. So there is a lot to like about this movie. So I don't want to seem like I'm just completely trashing it. The performance of Nick Cage took me out of it a few times because (laughs) he was just like... I think the Jim Carrey description is really what it was because I wasn't looking for a Jim Carrey movie. You thought it was going to be more of like a thrilling, gripping... I thought he'd be a little more broody. You thought thought it'd be like
4: 8mm versus... Oh, God, I hate maybe not Maybe not that. (laughs) That movie is fucking Maybe not that grumbly. a tough movie to watch. But... uh, just so, gesture the autobiography. All Maybe. that to say, oh my on my my, <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a bitch it ain't movie. <laughs> well, he just looked at me and kind of winked when I'm, I mentioned oh, it. So, oh.
1: so I would say on my first viewing, my initial reaction is a three. But here's the thing: I'm going to watch this movie yeah, again. We talked you into it because I feel like there's enough there to like, and I yeah, I think there is. A, there's going to be like the enjoyment that's there, and you said it's it was fun. Yeah. It's a fun movie. It's just so, I think I could easily bump it up to a three and a half on a second viewing. And I also, to me, I think sometimes
3: when I come in here and I listen to what you guys have to say about a movie, it's something I hadn't thought of. That's what happened with Blowout, where I was like, well, maybe I didn't, I was too harsh or I was in a bad mood, and then I do enjoy it more the second time around. So, so yeah, so,
1: so I'm, I'm actually looking forward to checking this one out again. Good. I'm glad
0: to hear that. I settled with a 3.5 for this one. Uh, what I really like in these types of movies is I love when you... You get that second look where at first you see Nicolas Cage and he sees Lincoln and he's freaking out. Or what is the boxer's name? I'm sorry. Lincoln. Is it Lincoln? No,
3: that's the actor. Tyler. Tyler.
0: Tyler. Damn it. But then when you see it from the other point of view, when it's Tyler and his manager and then you see. Lincoln
3: Tyler is the name of the boxer. Stan Shaw is So look at that. Okay. You were right. right. It was Lincoln. Thank
0: goodness. But yeah, I, I really like it because it just makes me feel like, I and I understand that everybody puts a lot of thought into these movies. But it was like you really put thought into the we need these camera angles and you need to do it right for both things. And that just I don't know that that type of thing really keeps me engaged for the the who done it type of things.
3: I'm trying to remember what I know Stan Shaw from. He's been in. oh a, it's Rising Sun. He's the security officer that oh, has okay. the. Uh,
4: God, that's a good movie. We we did that one right. I don't think we covered it on Pop, the show. Man, we can't watch five <laughs> movies. We can't do five. We can't do five. My,
3: great book, by the way, Michael Crichton, Rising Sun, check it out.
1: And a fucking awesome movie. And a movie you can beat off to uh, many times. <laughs> he's a he's he's been yeah, a yeah. boxer, because I know I'd seen him in a couple of other things as a boxer. Yeah. Um so he was I, I did a little bit of a look and he's been a boxer in Tough Enough, Harlem Knights, and uh Rocky. Oh, he's Harlem in Monster Knights. Squad too. Yeah. He's a he boxer was, in Rocky? Yeah, he's a, a dipper, a rival boxer who Shit. taunts Rocky after being given his locker. He's the guy he gives his locker that Get they give the his locker to here. Well, he's leaner than in that movie. Yeah, and he was uh, yeah, he was the champ the in Harlem Nights. Champ Knights. in Harlem Nights. Yeah. Okay,
3: that's another one nice. that I know him from. All right, cool. He's uh he's in a lot of stuff. He's very recognizable. All right. Well, we all uh I guess we all enjoyed Snake Eyes. Yeah, I,
4: I, I'm, I'm confident saying Snake Eyes is my favorite movie I've watched for this show in a couple months. Jesus least. Christ, yeah, oh. I, dude, I really fucking like.
3: My it. bingo card
4: is is fucking yeah. filled with
1: holes right now. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to somewhere go, out there I'm, there are odds makers just I tearing guess. their hair out. I'm, I'm I'm
4: trying to go back and see like the last one we watched as a group that I liked this much. Maybe the Mechanic Skinner fucking um, cock. No, this is better than Skinner Marink. Thank you, probably, thank you for admitting that. Probably by the way. best movie since Hard Target, I think for me. Hard Target yeah. is the shit. <laughs> Let's watch Hard
3: Target again. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say I like Days of Thunder more than this movie. Um, White Line Fever was pretty good. All right, let's um, <laughs> piss break. Yeah, let's piss. I do need to piss and fart um, <laughs> okay. both in that order. Keep so um, up or
4: get drunker. I don't know.
3: Actually, maybe both. Um, all right, when we come back, the uh, the big sleep with uh, with Humphrey Bogart. Indeed, and I believe one of the the Godfathers of the noir uh, genre that we've Indeed. kind of been tackling here. It's on all of the other uh, top tens. I'm vamping because I'm just looking. There's so many things. I'm just looking for our piss break, boys.
2: that <laughs> yeah bathroom breaks kick ass
3: i'm at the mercy of jim
4: <laughs> let me tell you about which demographic i really am annoyed by. oh we're back on hey hey, hey hey keep an eye out for my my next death metal record at the mercy of jim fucking <laughs> me and king diamond <laughs> ironically it's about jim belushi <laughs> at the mercy of jim
3: oh <laughs> no free plugs but uh rich mordecai brought the el pueblo tacos oh <laughs> Yeah, they're good. Did you have one? Go.
4: Yep. What do you think?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I had two before the show. I hate fucking Ted getting out in front of something. And you know, I feel like we're all smarter than him, which is weird because he has a doctorate. You <laughs> know He's what not- I mean? He has a doctorate. Yeah. Did you know that to become a lawyer, you got to have a doctor
4: doctorate? That's
3: is that true? Yeah. He had to write a fucking uh, what is it? What's dissertation. A there you go. No. no, no. There's a thesis and then there's a dissertation. dissertation. Yeah. One's much longer. He Did wrote you say that dissipation? One. I don't know what I said. Okay. Yeah, Ted is Dr. Ted Boris. Yeah. Fucking, fucking loser. I know. <laughs> fucking nerd. <laughs> fucking nerd.
1: <laughs> Push him into a locker. The we're, we're, we're we he, bookworm. He, he's
4: at the library. We're fucking getting laid, right? That's right. You're fucking sling <laughs> a dick.
1: Wait, you were getting laid? Damn it. <laughs> it's D&D. <dandy.
2: laughs>
4: I thought I was speaking for all of us. Jester knows what I'm doing. He knows a bit I'm
3: doing. <laughs> if I'm not out with my girlfriend. Um, so the Mike Wise joke was that he sewed somebody's eyes shut with something. I'll just, ah. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, that similar was
4: the to the the, the ponytails I, and cocktails lyric. That is where I got it from.
1: Okay. <laughs> that is where I got the fucking that, reference from. That was going to be my follow-up question. So Thank you, Doug.
4: Cra- Crazy the Academy never called us back about that one. <laughs>
3: Hey, you were all in at the time, you revisionist history motherfucker. Backseat driver. <laughs> hey,
4: that's not a criticism, man. I'm just saying. We, we were we were out there. Somebody ducked out of
3: a tattoo early and often. No, 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 no. <laughs> all right. So, uh, you all right, Jim?
0: Yeah. A well,
3: little indigestion. No big deal. From what? From the one taco? Well, I, I just had a McDouble. What do you mean, why die? Yeah. Okay. He is skyrocketing back to old Jim, by the way. He's he also He's got like away.
4: five beers left. Keep those fucking donations coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Nothing. Sorry, I was, I was trying to hype us up. Hold on, let me check. I was trying to get on the hype train.
3: Oh, holy shit, we have one. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. yeah. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck <laughs> yeah. <God. laughs> Daniel Gibson, thank you. You went the old-fashioned way. I thought, thought people forgot how to go to Chattanooga. <laughs> thank you, Daniel. That is very, very kind for the donation. It is worthy of. Is that a corn beer or a peach beer? It's a peach can, beach oh, beach beer. Oh Christ on yeah. his throne! Nobody <laughs> likes beer-flavored beer around these
1: parts. <laughs>
3: oh,
1: oh, dear. Uh, you know, <laughs> hey, when I can't get down to home, Mexico City, I make a visit to Pueblo. And I say, "Hey damn boy." <laughs> oh
3: man. I mean, I don't think Greece would do it, but if he voiced a fucking radio spot for El Pueblo, I think he'd do really well.
4: Has it, has it been addressed that Jester is a much um, neater and cleaner shotgunner than Torres? Oh my God! Not a drop I spilled like it, right there. I,
1: I feel like it's brought up almost every All time. Right. I just want to make
4: sure. Mm. <laughs> almost every time, <laughs> it's just right there. It's very hard for me not to, to push those buttons normally not here in person. I got you.
3: Um, All right. So uh, our final movie of the evening. I don't remember. Oh, because uh, we watched um, The Long Goodbye. Yes. Which was good. And then I I think that it was a Philip Marlowe movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was completely ignorant to the fact that that character has been in all these other movies, it has been portrayed by some titans uh, of industry, including uh, Humphrey Bogart, and saw that on the list, and it is universally lauded. Certainly a movie that I had uh, heard of but never seen, um, and I think that it's you know from 1946, so I think a lot of people get put off by movies that are of that era because mm-hmm. it's just... You know, it almost feels like it's another dimension, but um, it really does. Yeah, but it that, does. That
4: kind of that kind of sucks. Like open your open up your mind. You know, I agree. Be, be willing to try new shit and especially stuff that is clearly so influential on the things that you like. Like, give it a shot, like black and white subtitles, whatever. Just like fucking it's two hours, two hours out of your day. Like, give it some time. <laughs> and
3: I think that if, if more people said, oh, I really like this Joker movie. And you said, well, you know, it's. Based probably a lot on the King of Comedy, and they're just like,
4: "Hey, fuck you." It's like,
3: well, maybe go watch the King of Comedy. Yeah, like,
4: like, and like, I I don't know. I I don't, I
1: don't like uh, movies that feel sweaty, (laughs) so I'm I'm not watching the King of Comedy. I
4: I, I like, I don't like. uh, I don't, I don't mean to like sound like an asshole. I I just, I have very little patience though for people that are like, "Oh, that's 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 that came out in the '40s. Like, that can't be good. That 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 won't hold my attention." They're like, "Then something's wrong with you, dude." Like, well, you're giving people too much credit
3: because now they say it came out in the '80s or the (laughs) '90s. No shit, dude. I mean, when that fucking Batman movie came out, and everybody's saying, well, this is very similar to Seven. And it's just like, well, you maybe you'd like Seven, too. I don't know. Go check it out. Worth a watch. Uh, the Big Sleep, 1946, 97% from the critics, 91% from the audience. Uh, it stars... A whole bunch of people, Lauren Bacall and Humphrey Bogart, I believe they were married at the time yeah, in this movie.
4: Yeah, they, they were not. They started oh, they were an fair at... during this movie. Did they really? They yes. were married
1: oh. by the time it came out. By the time it came out, okay. the, yeah.
4: he had divorced his wife and they were already married. Apparently, uh, Bogart was a That's bit a bummer. of a he was a bit of a a drunken mess on set at times because he was dealing with personal turmoil with his affair with Lauren Bacall and his, I guess, wife was very upset with him. So at times he was drunk and a little hard to direct uh, by Howard Hawks. (laughs) And uh, then by the time, yeah, the movie came out, him and Bacall were were married, which I mean, who can blame either of them? Um, <laughs> Striking individuals. Agreed. Howard
3: Hawks, of course, one of the most prolific uh, directors of all time. Rio made, Bravo made the
4: original Scarface. Yeah,
3: El Eldora, uh, Dorado. One of my favorite movies of all time. Which I hope you guys, if you haven't seen, check yeah. it out. The thing, the, I believe, the original mm-hmm. thing was mm-hmm. it. Um, so it's a, uh, you know, it's a hard-boiled noir movie. It has all a lot of the, the characteristics. It's incredibly confusing. I don't know if it was for you guys. I, I just these movies. I have to wait to the end and then just realize I'm not gonna understand what's going on
4: until I, the end. I think the hardest thing about this movie was all the names. Oh my yes. god, I didn't know who anyone was. A lot of names, and that and many they people all in the sounded same sounded similar. And yeah. many
1: people in the same family didn't have the same name. Yeah. It's like, yes, Mrs. Rutledge, but it's Sternwood's sister. But where's her husband? I don't know what. To- okay, fine. I, I I'm will- just gonna wait for the last five minutes for the big piece together. That's exactly what usually what, I did. what happens. So. What,
4: one thing I did love about this from the very beginning was the big Warner Brothers logo with the yes. with with the Jack Warner producer yeah. <laughs> in big letters attached to the logo like you just don't see that a lot no. in movies and and I I thought that was such like an amazing relic and just like a very pretty image to start things off with the overture and everything and
1: and the like visual effect of the like wavy the wavy effect yeah. on the on the transitions between the different slides uh, awesome. yeah. uh, slides of credits was just like it looked beyond its years like it looked like a more modern effect which was really impressive
4: also important to note uh, i did some research after i watched this this is the oldest movie we've ever covered on the show is 19- it really 1946 okay uh, it's kind of surprising to uh, me. night of the hunter I was, was 55 I was think. that the previous record holder uh, i think so so this is yeah we had never done a movie from the 40s before and uh 46 is is back there um which is which is cool i mean like i what I love is when we do very – we talked about it at the beginning, very different movies. Like That's how I watch shit at home is I like to watch something that was completely different than the last thing I watched. So I love when we go from something like Snake Eyes to a movie like this. Yeah. it's a
3: bit, bit of a culture shock. Yeah. Um, I thought Eddie Mars was everyone. Um, every time I saw someone on screen, I'm like, well, that's, <laughs> well, and, that's Eddie Mars. And
1: some of the names were very – Normal, Yeah. So they were hard to remember. It, it, they weren't remarkable names. So, like, yeah, Eddie Mars was at least like a, oh, well, that's at least a unique name. But it's like, you know, Joe Brody or, you know, whatever. It's like, oh, that's a normal name. That's John Smith. He's going to be coming. Oh, well, he's part of the the big reveal at the end. It's like, I okay, fine. I thought
3: Agnes was going to be a really big deal. She didn't end up, I don't think, being as big a deal. I love the the girl. Uh, my wife popped for her, too. The girl taxi Yeah, she was awesome. (laughs) I loved her. Yeah, and he goes, "I'm your girl, Mister." He goes, "Well, it could be a lot worse (laughs) or something." He had like a little quip for
4: her too. She's like, "What are you fucking saying?" It was uh, day or night. She goes, "Well, preferably night. I work during the day." Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He is fucking and sucking through this whole movie. He's (laughs)
3: not though. He just he 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 doesn't. He could. He could fucking suck he's, through the whole he's, movie.
4: He's putting it in the work. Yeah. yeah, you don't think he's banging the bookstore lady? Here's oh, what yeah. I know: is that every time she I turn a around, lot of time to kill. She wanted it. There was she a, locked the door and shut the blind. Every time yeah. I turn around,
3: there was a dime trying to sit on his dick, and I'm like, God
4: <laughs> damn, fucking Humphrey Bogart. I'll say this: that at the, bookstore lady could get it at mm. the beginning. uh the actress is Martha Vickers, but uh, Carmen when she at the very beginning <laughs> yeah. she comes down the stairs, and what is it like the skirt or something? And I started like skulking around my living room a little bit, watching biting movie. on her nail i'm like what the fuck how old is this fucking girl and she's yeah. trying to fuck everybody you're
3: cute I'm like am i really <laughs> what are you doped up on now um
1: and you're high as a kite yeah
3: <laughs> i watched this i think i texted you guys i said this is a real movie yeah capital this m a movie
1: Fucking yeah. movie
3: and and I I, I I forgot when i was screaming about this i think it was on the, the show mm-hmm nothing happens in this movie it's people walking in and out of rooms <laughs> there's no dinosaurs there's no
4: spaceships there's no it's just people yeah, walking in our rooms talking to each there's other there's some shootouts but, but, but it
3: could
1: be a
4: play that movie could be a play yeah you know and i it's, just like it's star power and lighting and music there, i mean that is what makes this i movie. was
3: i was sitting leaning forward watching this whole fucking movie and i'm like i don't know what this is but we've lost it i mean maybe every once in a while it pops its head
1: up but i was
3: and I didn't know what was the fuck. was going on. I had no idea I what know. was going
1: on. The whole movie. I think that was. There were some times where I would have to kick it back. You know, the little ten second rewind just to be like, "Yeah, hey, what? What? Wait, what, what, what?" I can't imagine if we if I had seen this in the theater back in the day when it first came out, I would have been just baffled. Yeah. and just enjoying the fact that there are moving pictures on the screen, <laughs> drooling into my popcorn, going like, "Hey, here's Humphrey Bogart, this is fun. I have no idea yeah, what's going on.
3: I, I just, it's so." I, and Humphrey Bogart, he's a fucking. Mo- I don't want to shit on Jason Momoa. Like, he's a handsome man. <laughs> I've enjoyed things he's in. But like to say that Jason Momoa is doing what Humphrey Bogart was doing in this movie, it's like no, you're not. You're doing something else. Are you? Are
4: you a Casablanca guy?
3: Oh yeah, it's great. Okay, good. Yeah, I like good, it. Good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Jim, never seen it. Fuck, well, that's a depressing I thing. Go, to say. I go. Don't, I don't
4: have to ask. Goat has not seen it. I, I, um, I feel like. <laughs> have you not
3: seen Casablanca? What? No, you I'm was
4: saying I don't have to ask Goat because I know his his stance on it. With, oh like, really? On Casablanca. You do. What's I, my stance on it? That's fucking that? awesome. I feel like yeah. we, we were yeah. like we were fast friends over that movie. I feel when did like, this happen when we first met? Like, wait, oh. wait, yeah. Where was I? No, not on that group chat. <laughs> in, in, no, I mean this is huh. this you is, were you dude. were on
1: the other side of the room while yeah, you, he was getting were, shoved you, into you an Uber. Were,
4: yeah, dude, <laughs> you were on stage at Jam and Java. Oh, like, uh, we don't have and, to worry about
1: that anymore. God, God, <laughs> God, like that's like
4: Goat and I became friends because we talked about wrestling and black and white movies. I just never heard Goat mention Casablanca. That's all. I'm
3: glad you like it. Yeah, it's a good movie. And also, it's a movie that you can get away with as a dude, where like your wife wants to watch it every single time it's on. You're like, all right, yeah, what a shame, yeah. And I, enjoy
4: I it. dude, I, I adore that movie that that good. was a big one like when i was getting into movies and trying to watch the classics that was one that like really stuck i with mean me. it's, it's it's
1: one of the most remarkable and well-known it, movies. it is so it yeah is, it's right it up just,
4: there it is so excellent i mean yeah but anywho but, but, movie but, but, podcast says casablanca is good <laughs> is it, it's, edgy. it's <laughs> definitely edgy the hottest yeah. of hot takes <laughs> yeah but
1: you do i mean next up is citizen kane <laughs> underrated well, the, the shining fucking
3: tube doesn't like that movie he told me down in the pisser he said he got into a car accident on the way to Citizen Kane, so I got a 2 out of 5. <laughs> um, Might have been emulating one of our co-hosts. Hey, yeah. wait a minute. Bogart is a 10 in this movie. He's awesome. um, And he's just, you know, he's doing what he does, but I just... He's methodical. And I, I kind of like the angle. Marlo reminds me a little bit of um, uh, John McClane, where he's going to get his ass kicked at some point during the fucking right? movie. And that's, <laughs> that's kind of... He's not... He's not Iron Man. He well, Captain Marvel's better. Like nobody can touch Captain Marvel. Like he's the opposite of whatever that is. He's just a dude. Yeah. And he gets by on his wits and he's in situations where there's guys with guns, bad guys with guns, and he talks
1: his way out of it, but he also doesn't cuck to anyone. He's just an asshole the whole time. Um He was never, never more than a nanosecond away from a yeah. snappy reply, yeah. which I really appreciated it. Or, or getting shot.
3: You know, I feel yeah. like he was just saying the wrong yeah. thing and getting blasted.
1: It stuck out to me actually. In contrasting the two movies, how spot on Elliot Gould's performance was. Yeah, in the mumbling under, muttering under his breath, just saying whatever to anybody, and having something like snarky to come back at anybody, even if they were in a position of authority or a direct threat. He didn't care. Just like, all right, well, I guess what it, the 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 one-liners, the comebacks, and the overall disregard for anybody's position or station in the societal order because whatever you're just another person on the planet and i don't care. Like that was that thread between the two portrayals of this character really stuck out to me like 5 minutes in when he goes to meet the colonel or whatever the the general. And he's
3: telling the guy to his face how your daughter just tried to bang me in the other room. Yeah, which i really respect. <laughs> um imagine being though Elliot Gould. It'd be like if someone came up to Chris Evans and said, "Hey, did you see a did you see Daniel Plainview? We're gonna make another Daniel Plainview movie, and you're gonna play Daniel Plainview. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm not gonna fucking do Is that. this yeah. before or after the bowling alley. Are you <laughs> fucking insane? Um, it, it would be interesting to try to be offered that and to say you're gonna have to play who Bogart played in this movie. Like, I don't. Maybe I'll do something else because I'm not gonna be
1: able to live up to that. I, I'm interested in checking out the uh, the other version with Robert Mitchum. Yeah, I'm definitely. What's interested thirty in checking years that later, out. right? Yeah, because, and you know. I wouldn't say they are entirely dissimilar personalities, but vastly different just kind of characters overall. Like They they are not exactly the same on-screen visage, for sure. And so I think Robert Mitchum feels more like he's made out of leather and could get away with talking just a whole lot of mess to everybody and backing it up. Where, like you said, with Bogart... Just his physical stature, he's a buck forty. Leads, it's like, all oh, right, he's gonna end up yeah. on the wrong end of an argument at some point.
4: You think Mitchum calls anyone sugar bumps in that movie? <laughs> it's me, <laughs> sugar bumps. Uh, well, that's Jack Palance, of course, right? What am I missing out? You doing a different reference than I well, thought? Well, he, he 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 opens the scene that you sugar bumps, and then yeah, Jack. Uh, wait, no, no, Jack wait, Palance. Jack, Palance. Uh, yeah, is yeah, that Jack think, Palance in that yeah, movie? Yeah, you think it's Robert Mitchum? Is Mitchum not in dying Batman? No, no fucking All right, hey, uh, hey, hey,
3: it's all right. Goat thought uh, that Jack Black was in fucking.
4: Nirvana. No, 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 Kyle Gas and he was so hey he was sober i'm drunk
1: that is fun.
4: Um, I, I, I gotta be honest I, I think i've gone the last 10 years of my life thinking robert Mitchum was in bad no Man. one's gonna don't make you a bad person no. um so no giving snake eyes a three and a half makes you a bad yeah, person yeah is that I'm, me i'm three, a, three, three, yeah, three yeah. Three <laughs> a Three and a half. what the fuck did i do i fucking told
3: you about the movie jesus christ everyone's so defensive um I love this movie. Uh, it's very rare that I don't know what's going on in a movie, and then I go and read about it afterwards, and I still don't really know what's going on in the movie. And I have the Wikipedia up as I'm watching it, and I still really enjoy it. That's it, the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a snap. There's it's funny. Uh, it's mysterious. There's uh, some some decent action for the time. Um, I like that that whole fight scene in the the alley. We're well, not in the alley. The parking lot where that was all set up just to make them think that they weren't involved with each other. Like there was so much subterfuge. I just really enjoyed it and I felt like I was watching something that had
4: weight and gravitas. It's really complex for 1946. Yeah, man, like it's like crazy. so many like cross, you know, yeah. cross threads. Uh it's it's awesome. Uh I I love I mean I love anything with Bogart like especially and he said he was like 36 in this movie, yeah. and I'm looking at him I'm like, dude, you were at least sixty-five. It's the oh, time, fucking, yeah. Well, I think he was much older
3: than what he said he was in the movie. Yeah. My check looked it up, but I think he was in his forties. Yeah. Uh,
4: I, I love, I love watching you know him do this. I, I love when he has the cigarette hanging out of his mouth, um, where where you know the cigarette is dangling on where his lower it's lip, stuck to his lip. So, so, yeah. so, so take this I, thing out of my mouth. Well, that was the one of my is, favorite like, lines in the whole movie. So so I will give him credit. Like I had a a professor who, like, talked about that always. Like, I took, like, mystery classes with him, Like, like, film mystery classes, whatever. And he said that Bogart, for that look, smoked, like, specifically, like, imported, like, a French cigarette where the paper is different and Hmm. that's why like it it just adhere more yeah yeah, exactly like just like by like wetting it it just hangs on your lip and that's where like that (laughs) that iconic look of like him like like giving lines while the cigarette is just hanging there just kind of flapping around for dear life it's like it's it's not with American cigarettes like he got French cigarettes like to get that look specifically and that's like something that like he is known for and then is like carried on into movies past that which I think is fucking awesome you know the
3: best example of that is though Yeah, is Aykroyd when he's walking around in the hotel and he first sees Slimer. <laughs> yeah. That fucking thing is just hanging completely off of his lip. Yeah. It's almost like they
1: had to get some spirit Batman. gum to attach that Batman. thing.
3: I saw it, I saw it, I saw it. Um, I can't believe we're where we are with Ghostbusters and that movie is, is so good. Um, <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, uh, The Big Sleep. Cigarettes. Well, I, look, I love everybody smoking, everybody's drinking. Uh, I didn't feel like they were too condescending to women in this, but it just it was also the era. It, I don't know. It just... It felt, everything about this movie felt like fucking, it felt heavy. When And I don't mean that as in like the topicality. I just meant like when you pick up a fucking golf club or you pick up a sword or you pick up anything, you're like, oh, this is, this is all right. Mm-hmm. And then you pick up a shitty version of it, you're like, ah, oh, this sucks. <laughs> and like this movie felt like it had gravitas the whole time I was watching it. And I really enjoyed it tape to tape. And I'm really happy we found these movies by doing this show because I, I probably wouldn't if, if Daddy hadn't picked the long goodbye, um, you picked the longer by right. Yeah. All right.
4: Oh wait. So this wasn't on your radar beforehand. No. Right? Oh, I wow. mean,
3: I, I knew it existed, but I didn't know who Philip you Marlowe have was had the motivation to check yeah, it I, out. I, I yeah. never knew
4: yeah. it was a, a Marlowe story. If I just, I, I just knew like yeah. everyone said, oh, it's it's one of the noir movies with with Bogart, which he was a big part of that genre. If someone said, that, say,
3: name three Bogart movies, I would I would have said this one, but I didn't know I didn't know anything yeah. about it. I don't have, know if have I, you right. you I might seen, not
4: have. Have you seen Maltese Falcon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Many times. Good. I fucking love it. So I, 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 that's a note I have here. It's Maltese like, Falcon? I, I do. MacGuffin. Yes. yes. Fuck yes. Yes. Yepra. We did it. I fucking did it. We did it. I'm going to tell you what. MacGuffin the podcast. <laughs> sure I guarantee there's, there's of a of podcast already. called yeah. MacGuffin. <laughs> uh, I, do, I do prefer Maltese Falcon to this movie. Uh, I, I just like that that story a little It's a little it's more really like good. a chase, yeah. which I like. Uh, but, but I think the characters
1: are a little more... Uh, colorful, so they're easier to keep track of. Yeah, the cast I mean, is a little bit Sam uh, Spade, less populated as yeah. well.
4: I mean, Sam Spade is like a fucking painting of a character compared to like like this is a, little, mean, more, you're gonna a little more Green Street and Laurie, yeah. yeah.
1: and yeah. I mean,
3: there's so many moving parts yeah. in this fucking movie. Um, I don't know how you can't give it anything less than a four. Um, I'm going to give it a four, just because I think I think Tubes right, Maltese Falcon. There's some other examples of movies we've watched that are at least around. On the waterfront, I know it's not the same type of movie,
4: but right. that's that's higher than well, this. The other one I wrote down is um, Sunset Boulevard. Okay. Like, I think Sunset Boulevard is a perfect movie, and of this same you know style genre, and it, it's it is that like classic noir you know storytelling. I think Sunset Boulevard is the best example. Maltese Falcon is is a like Sunset Boulevard's a five. Multis Falcon four point five. I think Big Sleep is a, a a very strong four. It's a four. I yeah, don't know so how. I'm, you, I'm, I'm with you on that. I don't know how anyone could watch this and be like, "This is shit,"
1: yeah. or I don't. This isn't yeah. for me. Like,
3: I, I, whatever your demo is, I think you can sit down and appreciate what's going on in
1: this. film. Yeah, this is an easy four. It's for again. It's a little on the long side, which I was not expecting for a movie from that era. Because a lot of times, movies of that day, they could go from you know relatively quick to or the epic side of things. Yeah. Um, but for the entire two hours, I was riveted to the point where I was slightly frustrated at times because I couldn't figure out what was going on. But As as it went on, it felt like that's by design. Yeah. You're supposed to be on your heels as much as Marlo is supposed to be on his heels. Uh, the same way, again, with The Long Goodbye, where he's there, he's putting the pieces sort of together, but there's somebody else that's got one move ahead of him that somebody else has that one piece of knowledge that he can't put his finger on and it doesn't really come together until the very end when it all gets when he finds out when somebody gets betrayed and they end up giving him the lowdown because they got left in the lurch and it's like you're not supposed to be able to put it together until the end the formula was definitely i mean nearly identical to the long goodbye
3: yeah as far as the way that unfolds including when he got his ass whipped you know, that's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About like thirty minutes By the way, ago, twenty five minutes. I, ago. That scene was gripping. That kid that fucking saves him and drags him in, then he's sitting then he there poisoned. listening to him yeah. get poisoned. Like that yeah. was fucking so good. That was rough. And it clearly shook him, like
1: he talked about it later in the movie. He was like, mad about that because yeah. that guy didn't need to get get bumped off. No, and all. he's an unflappable
3: yeah. character. Like nothing seemed to fucking phase him. So that's why that was kind of a poignant
1: moment. So yeah, so I'd say it's an easy four. I would actually definitely want to sit down and watch this again now, knowing how it plays out to yeah. see if there are threads that you can follow if you know what's going to come I, at the end.
4: I ordered the Blu-ray. I was like, "This is one I want to have on my shelf that I can come back to on a on a regular basis." You probably won't want it, but will you give uh, Goat his 4K of Days
3: of Thunder, please? I got it before I knew he despised the movie. Yes, that's
4: clearly.
1: <laughs> I mean,
3: Thank you. Uh, no problem, brother. <laughs> before
4: I actually Be a nice, go coaster. Ahead. Go, for go you. ahead, Jim. I <laughs> want to know what Jim gives it before I mention something. I am actually.
3: Fucking! I can't wait to think, hear what Jimmy thought of this movie.
0: I was, uh, I was a little bored in the first hour of it.
4: It's like an hour and a half. Yeah, if Mike Myers That's was a drag, he would like minutes.
0: it way more. <laughs> but. What you guys enjoyed, though, being confused, like me being confused, that really that really fucks with me. Like it, it then makes me paranoid that I know <laughs> <So> many jokes, <laughs> so many. I, I can't I can't wrap my head around the fact that that I don't understand what's happening. And then I'm just constantly thinking of that. And then I feel like I'm just missing more. I do want to sit down and watch this one again. I still gave it a three point five because I really <laughs> okay. enjoyed the movie. And what do you say about wanting to say it again? I I would give it another... I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. You lie! You're a fucking liar! Shut up! Prior to this, I wouldn't have been able to pick Humphrey Bogart out of a lineup. Oh, jeez. Oh, Jesus. Jesus
4: I've Mine, never seen man. a Humphrey Bogart movie so you've before. you've never seen Casablanca? You don't no. have
1: to have seen a Humphrey Bogart he's, movie. the never most seen recognizable like, humans to ever live. Yeah.
4: Tri- Sierra Madre, like, fucking any But of that you shit? would know yeah. Humphrey Bogart. Here's looking at you. Just how many from,
3: times have you fucking heard that?
1: I've heard it. I've never seen watching it. Watching a Looney Tunes cartoon. I mean, he's... Uh,
4: all, Animaniacs. Uh, yeah.
3: yeah. How, many, how many times have you walked into a movie theater and there's a caricature of Humphrey Bogart on the fucking
1: right. wall? Was it Suncoast used to have all those pictures? Everywhere. Top. Yeah. If it
0: is, I had no idea who it was. That's the problem. African Queen? Never. I think the
1: problem no. is how excited you are to share this
3: information with us. <laughs> well, because African know... Queen's a great fucking movie, by the yeah, way. It is. Great movie. fucking movie.
0: I know my ridiculousness makes some people happy. Ignorance is the word I would use. It could be ignorance as yeah. well. That's perfectly well, fine. It but, could I be. mean, the movie itself is. I really like the, the quick uh, wit with the, the lines going back and forth where it was just firing one line after another. And that Dialogue is what we call dialogue. it. Dialogue. All yeah. right. That. that Entertain me, but trying to keep up with that was very difficult for me at times. Yeah, bummer. Okay, yeah.
4: what's your score? Why do you keep I saying yeah? I gave it three, yeah, I gave like, three, three, three and a half. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah.
0: I just want to fucking
3: <laughs> die.
4: Uh, not not noir, but from the this like forties, you know, era. Have you guys seen any of like the James Cagney gangster movies? Yeah, uh, like uh, White Heat or Roaring Twenties. Angels with even filthier hearts. <laughs> yeah. Oh man that's the movie in Home Alone 2 yeah. <laughs> by the way and and what's so amazing is I think, I think for so many for so many years people thought that those movies were real the Home Alone gangster movies yeah. and it turns out like they're they're like fake, and I'm blowing Jester's mind right now. Yeah, those movies but, in Home Alone. No idea. <laughs> yeah, those are those are fake. They were okay. made for the Home Alone. Movies. There's oh. yeah. yeah, there's apparently like just a 10 minute. So, uncut, sorry, sorry to ruin real. the lives of everyone listening to this right now. I guess I that but, was pretty common knowledge. <laughs> well, I guess not. I don't know
0: anything about a lot of this stuff. <laughs> Fitting. <laughs> oh,
4: my. but, so it, but it, it, I was I was thinking a lot about like some of those Cagney movies while I was thinking about, like, those Bogart, like, noir movies from the sure. 40s. Like, there were great movies coming out from Warner Brothers in the 40s, and uh, definitely worth your time. Jim,
3: now that you've seen Humphrey Bogart, mm-hmm. does he look familiar? Like, oh, yeah, I've seen that guy before. Or he, was he a fresh face? Nope, fresh face. Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: Like, Timothy Shallowman. Even my Mucca. wife, she came downstairs when I was watching the movie. She's like, wow, he's young. I was Don't. like,
3: you know? Oh, well, yeah, of course she does. She's a oh, human man. that's walked the earth. <laughs>
4: He does. He does look young in this movie, though. Sure, I mean, like, he, he looks forty-two, you know. almost thirty-six. For yeah, <laughs> very young look for Bogart.
3: Oh, you know, 18 year olds went off the fucking ward, chewed Copenhagen. I mean, if you've looked at senior <laughs>
1: pictures from like the 50s, yeah. like from high school, it's, it's, it's they're, like Wait they're a grown minute, ups. That guy's 30. Wait, what's happening here? You're gr- drinking
4: gym with your dinner when you're fucking 12 yeah. growing up. Like, <laughs> those are, those are grown ups. I, I just want to point out, though, like, I, I loved watching a movie like this for this show, like, going all the way back to 1946. Like, I, yeah. I, I really enjoy movies from this time period and, uh, There's a lot to be said about them, so I I really hope we do more like this in the future. Me
3: too. I would be all for it. Uh, Certainly. The exact opposite of that is, I just want to mention this before we wrap things up, Um, this is fun for me. Headlines? I I assume everybody here. It's just one headline. Okay. Um, (laughs) Okay. The Marvels, which I all know. You guys have your tickets already? Oh, pre-ordered,
4: day uh, one. Okay, so I didn't know about this movie until I saw a trailer last night. It's un-fucking-believable. I, I, there, a trailer played in front of Ninja Turtles last night, and I was so drunk that I was just like, what the fuck, yeah. in the theater? <laughs> like out loud. And then, and then this family kind of jumped up and turned around and looked at me. So uh, It's are
1: going to be yeah. a problem. So so We're that to have to yeah, call yeah, yeah, that yeah. gentleman who was
4: yelling about so Sergeant I'm, Fury earlier. I'm, I'm about 20. 20- <laughs> <laughs> I'm about 24 hours out from realizing this was a movie.
1: Officer tracked, yeah. <laughs> remove this
3: man from our Barbie movie.
4: Um, everything about this movie
3: looks horrible. Like if you look at the online campaign they did, it's clip art. Like it, there's nothing about. It. And also, they have this movie. Captain Marvel made a billion dollars.
4: Yeah, it made a lot of money, but they
3: won't make a sequel. They've already like downgraded it twice, and now it's about two characters on shows that maybe three hundred thousand people have seen. It's it's a nightmare. It's going to be a bloodbath. That's,
4: Burn it down. I'm excited. <laughs> Burn <laughs>
3: well, it down. Well, this is the movie Dottie they think is going to kill the kill MCU. Kill the yeah, mouse. I agree.
4: Kill the mouse. Oh, I was right, going to use right, a different.
3: going to do a different M word. So the um <laughs> the Marvels was supposed to come out in IMAX. But the story is, is that because Dune Part 2 is scheduled to come out at the same time, IMAX has come out and said, fuck off the Marvels. We're putting Dune 2 in as many screens as we possibly can. So they are booting the Marvels out of IMAX. Now, all of the Disney Marvel fanboys, fangirls are losing their minds and going crazy about this. But... It's the no brainer of all yeah. no brainers, I would yeah. think.
1: Yeah, one of them is a sweeping visual spectacle epic movie that is following its predecessor, which was a sweeping epic yes. spectacle movie, and the other one is a a tepidly not anticipated superhero mashup. And it looks movie. like shit. And I, I yeah. think
4: I think the Oppenheimer IMAX sales really contributed to this, right? Yeah. Because like they they know people will show up for. The spectacle. So it's been. We haven't done a show since um, I saw Oppenheimer. I think Chad. I talked to you just like on the phone about it you the did. other day. But I showed up to. I went to the Air and Space Museum here in Virginia, mm-hmm. and uh, like showed up an hour and a half to show time because I know like there are like the best seats that you can sit in. It's not a seats. According, so yeah, have it's to, yeah. yeah general admission, and like there are like the best seats, quote unquote, that like Christopher Nolan put out like this the, is where you should say yeah
1: the prime spots
4: yeah a show was at six o'clock on a sunday we showed up at 4 30 there were 50 people in front yeah. of us in line wow. i mean people showed wow. up and then and then behind us i mean the entire audience that filled this theater showed up before five o'clock well that's the thing I mean, if, it, it, it was packed if, if you're making the trip
1: to the imax theater if you're paying the premium price for an imax showing you are invested in getting the premium yeah. experience so P1's. you want that yeah you want that prime spot. And so I yeah. think
4: like a movie like that that is really like not just like IMAX cuz it's a big action movie right. but like IMAX because of IMAX because of the spectacle. Mm-hmm. I think that is a reason that IMAX is like, you know, reserving the right to only go for something like Dune that is such a visual experience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just having a movie on the giant screen to have
1: it on the giant screen is one thing, but there's Dune is going to be A more artistic movie. I don't think that's going out on a... Again, the hottest of hot takes. Casablanca, good movie. (laughs) Dune, going to be more artistic than the Marvels and worth worth being shown on the giant cinematic experience screen.
3: So, uh, Tube was saying that there's an argument that for tax purposes, you put the earnings on first quarter of next year instead of fourth quarter of this year. But the argument here is that they think that by moving it you risk having the full 6 weeks of IMAX and 20% of all the money that Dune 1 made was IMAX money. Okay. So the argument at least that this article that I'm reading brought up is like do you balance Timothy Chalamet promoting Dune 2 uh, is that worth more than losing your spot in IMAX gotcha. because they would They would lose their spot.
1: Yes, because if Um, there's a delay, something else will be around by the time it's out. And I would argue you don't need
3: to do a fucking thing to promote Dune 2, other than the reputation, the trailer. Remind people that the first movie is out. Yes. Um, So I I think keeping it, the release date, where it is, because there were those rumors they were going to push it, um, and keeping that IMAX date is
4: crucial. The last couple movies I've seen in theaters, Oppenheimer, Mission Impossible, Talk to Me, whatever, they play that Dune trailer, and no matter what, that trailer is over, and you hear you know murmurs and, yeah, the theme, yeah. and everyone's going home. Yeah. Oh, well, see that? Like, you know, Walkins in this fucking movie. He plays mm-hmm. the Emperor. Shit. Yeah, and and Florence Pugh is the that. princess. Yeah. I mean, dude, it. I, I I've said this what for two years at this point on the show. Like this is the only thing I I, I want anymore is more <laughs> Dune. It's the only like, thing you want. Well, because they killed they they killed Halloween. Uh, they did kill it. Yeah, they really. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh mission impossible is good and you know aside from but like otherwise like franchise related like i just want more dune i think it is the most interesting and exciting thing that we are getting in movies right now and i i just want all of it all of the time and i and i know that it will be the best that it can be and because they've, they've already it's, pushed it's the Marvel's amazing team three
3: times by the way they've oh. already delayed it three fucking times so that's why even people that are proponents of that movie shouldn't
4: have any is, That's it. like New Mutants territory. Which yeah. Would, did anyone ever? No. You, Lawson told anyone in It that uh, was uh, enough for me. Lawson and Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith watched it. That's depressing. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. Kevin. All right. Yeah. Thumbs down. Well, I mean, what is he going to say? Well, just, but, although he has <laughs> been sitting here for the last twenty minutes, so he doesn't have a lot of space. <laughs> um, so that
3: was the headline: is that uh, Marvel's Pound Sand. <laughs> Fuck him! All right. Excellent. Kill them I all do all. have a Kill uh, the a, Mouse dead.
1: I do have a gift for uh the people who recognize Humphrey Bogart at oh. this table. Oh really? Um I was at oh, a That's me. Uh, <laughs> that sucks. Me too. <laughs> I was uh, I was hap- uh, fortunate enough to go to Awesome Con. You know, it's not fortunate enough. I bought a ticket, uh, but <laughs> Dan- 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 Danny Trejo was there. What? And uh, he was hanging out. You know, they always have the line to get in. And you can say hey and get a picture. Uh, he also happened to have Trejo's Tacos T-shirt. Get the fuck no out of way. here! That's so, unbelievable. So, please, uh, what a great take gift. Your, take your size and, and pass Thank it along. Thank you so much. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to make sure that team... you. meet him? Yeah. Fuck off. It's so weird because I, I, I walked up to him, and, and, the, <laughs> and what I said to him was it was similar to my reaction whenever I see anybody that I've only seen on a screen. It was like, you're a real person. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah. hey, well, you, you do exist in the real world, and wow, it's wonderful this is great. to meet you. So. He was he couldn't have been nicer. Uh everyone's very cool. So. Every time
4: I've heard that guy interviewed, he is the most down to earth, like grateful, amiable sort. That's I, awesome. I, I know someone that went to Treos Tacos this weekend in Los Angeles uh, and he said it was fucking amazing. It looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he's like great. like he said all the hype. Is, is worth it.
3: You want to talk about the American dream is fucking Danny Trejo. Like, just being in prison forever and then getting out and, like, working hard and getting cast and finding lane. Fucking Spy Kids. Fucking like. killing it. Now he's 80 and he owns Trejo's Donuts, Trejo's Tacos, right? Trejo's Cantina. He is
1: diversified, yeah, for sure. He's the best. Plus, he's in that regal pre-movie role which is, oh, just, yeah. it's like he's, he's the best part, obviously. Look this is that. amazing. That's cool. <laughs> right on. I, I figured I you guys this. would dig it. So. I kind
3: of want to recreate that logo, but it says Tuber's Tacos, <laughs> and it's just a picture of Tuber's face.
1: Would you so, want to so do was, that? Just like, ah. Fucking, oh, <laughs> or, he's drunk. or Tuna's Tacos. <laughs> this bar is for bikers and truckers only. You get out.
3: Thank you. It's my Danny
1: Trejo.
3: <laughs> uh, does anybody want to guess what Danny Trejo's character's name and Heat is? I will never guess it. Nobody? It's Trejo. (laughs) (laughs) Watch
1: that tonight. It'll make you happy.
3: (laughs) All right. Uh, Oh, this is fantastic.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have an entire thesis put together. Of why we should watch all of the noir movies that have ever been made and in oh. what order. Because you can see, like, throughout the years, like, which characters are portrayed by which actors. And the difference is they're, they're subtle, but they're there. So I don't know if you guys have time to go into that. I've just pulled it up and I, you know, have it sitting here. I could start into it if you'd like. I mean, it's only gonna take about maybe 30, 45 minutes to at least yeah, get started on the man. first half of this I'm or not so, gonna but- do
4: this. I'm tired of this nerd bullshit. I'm tired of talking Dukes. I'm just gonna go to Atlantic City and get drunk. <laughs>
1: cooked out.